In this week's episode of Off Black the Podcast, we find out if Tamara is keeping it real about why she left the show. And speaking of real, is Ellen DeGeneres low-key Shug Knight? Also, we have new music dropping from two R&B divas. And speaking of R&B divas, Tamar, girl, the blogs are talking. All that and more in this week's episode. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. Ah. What's up, guys? It's me, the Don B. That's the Don B on all on all platforms. Excuse me, um, whatever those platforms may be: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, the stripper stage, you know, the like, all of them. Y'all know how it is. Y'all used to this. I'm chilling here with the person laughing in the background. Sorry, guys. It's me, Kayla Nicole. That's if you didn't know whose voice that was, right? <laughs> K Artistry on Instagram and Kayla Nicole on Facebook. How you guys doing out there? Also, be sure to catch us on WXSJ 97.3 mm-hmm. Sunshine Jams for those in Miami area or WXSJ 97.3.com on the internet. Hello to our international listeners. Hello. What up, Brazil? What it do? What up, UK? Okay. <laughs> Australia? I feel like I heard was it I think it, I think you're right. Yep. But... Yeah, so you guys are probably asleep right now, but... Um, wake up! <laughs> good morning when you wake up and hear this. But anywho... Put some shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. What else do they love over there? Um, <laughs> what do they love? Not Nutella. What is that one thing they love? In Australia? Yeah, it comes in like a jar. Vegemite. <laughs> Vegemite? You never heard of that? No. It's some kind of like spread. Ew. I believe it's vegetarian. It sounds disgusting. And non-Australian people will say it's gross, but over there it's like the Sounds like Vita Vita Vegemite. It's like one of those things that like anytime an American celebrity goes over there, they always have like a photo op, like tasting Vegemite for the first time. Oh, and it's gosh. Like, oh, shut yeah. up. It's like a cultural thing over there. Mm. But, well, I'm sure people come to America and be like eating a cheeseburger for the first time. And they're like, Bleh. I had a, Philly, a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. <laughs> I basically had grease between two buns. Pretty much. Because America doesn't really have any signature food other than like hot dogs. And right. Hamburgers. And that's not even signature. <laughs> hot dogs are like German. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure burgers are too. I don't know. Do hamburgers come from Hamburg? Something hot from where? Hamburg, the country. Oh, that's a good question. If so, that's really shitty. But yeah, I think all of our foods are like an amalgamation. I think we like didn't we create everybody um, else's donuts. Didn't we create that? Wasn't that a thing? Maybe I haven't heard of donuts being because I remember else. they were they were created accidentally. Like so, like some cook was, it was like supposed to be something bread, else, and then yes. there was a hole in it. Yeah, and they, yeah, and it became a thing after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. I think I, donuts are like American native to America. Um, I don't know. I don't think we anything, don't have a whole lot. So there's not anything that's native to America. Let's keep it Soul real. Soul food for, is. The Native Americans. Soul food. <laughs> we did that. It is. It is. That it is. is 100% American. That is. That but, is. But, you know, again, that's us. 
Yeah. Coming up with our own. <laughs> oh, making, making magic from the scraps we were given. That's Listen. how you get your oxtail. That's how you get your chitlins. <laughs> That's how you get your greens. Okay, your hog moths. Okay, your gizzards. Okay. We got the scraps and Literally. we made it do what it do. And now it's like a delicacy. <laughs> and now it's a fucking delicacy. <laughs> because let me tell you something. I will fuck up a gizzard. I will Are fuck you up a me? gizzard. Give me some hot sauce. <laughs> and don't fry them. What? Stop it's it. over. Yo, it's so funny. There used to be where I grew up at. Mm. Piece of, you know how some places, you know they're dirt. Like the Waffle House. We all know a no clean Waffle House in America. And if it was clean, I wouldn't eat there. And it, Right. And But when you walk in, you're blind to that. You don't yeah. need straight blinders. The dirtier, rose, the better. Rose colored glasses. The greasier the cook is, the better. I want my waitress and, to be pregnant right. with one tooth <laughs> and a bandana on her head. <laughs> If the cook is though, if the cook has a full set of teeth, I'm, I'm not sure. No. But anyway, certain things we're just you know. If you really want my tip, <laughs> let some of just bring out to a fist fight in the back. <laughs> then you got all my money. This is the best. This is the best experience. food I ever listen. had. So we there used to be on the street. Now listen, projects. This street was a straight projects, right? Nothing but projects. All right, mm -hmm. that was that's all that was there. There was this little tiny hut. It literally a hut. It was like the size of. Not even a trailer, small little thing in the mm -hmm. middle of the neighborhood called the China House. Mm -hmm. So these little this little Chinese family ran it, and it was called the China House, mm -hmm. and it was raggedy as shit. And you couldn't go in it; you just had to walk up to the window, order your food, and they hand it to you. I know that's why I bet it was so good. When I said it was the best. Oh, I bet it was so good. <laughs> Nothing about it was Chinese food, though. Let's be real. Yeah, it was like greasy fried white rice. With some greasy shrimp thrown on top. And we was like, oh man, it's the best shrimp fried. <laughs> they would give fried chicken gizzards. But mm. their fried chicken gizzards weren't like when you go to like um, Popeye's and get like fried. Their fried chicken gizzards like had that sauce, that like kind of spicy sauce. Mm -hmm. Child, I go there and I get my shrimp fried rice with my side of chicken gizzards and an egg roll. I was good for the week. Mm. <laughs> I would tear it up. I can't tell you how many times the health department tried to show. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure they lived there, <laughs> and too. everybody in the hood didn't give a shit. We mm. was like, I need some rice and some chicken. Thank you. Let me get some chicken. We didn't get We was completely like Ray Charles to the bullshit. There's a list of restaurants that I specifically <laughs> prefer them to be dirty. Mm -hmm. If they look too new or too nice, I'm like, y'all ain't been here long enough. I don't trust this. Them hands ain't aged. You ain't been through nothing in your life. To be my food. And I, I, want, I want to taste some struggle in my meat. I'm sorry. I can't go to a restaurant if I don't see a black woman. Like, if it's supposed to be, like, a soul food or a down-home restaurant, mm -hmm. I need to see a black woman with those arms. The big, the the arms. big arms. If mm -hmm. she ain't got them big arms, they ain't throwing down mm -hmm. back there, bro. The cornbread-making arms. That's I tell I you, know, like, I was at Walmart the other day, and I'm getting, um, like, a chicken plate. You know how they have, like, the, the little hot bar mm -hmm. um, for my coworker? She was like, oh, bring me back something for lunch. Bring me some chicken. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I ordered her little chicken wings. I don't really eat Walmart chicken. I mean, I don't think about Walmart like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting them. And the lady who's serving them to me, she's an older black lady. She's super nice. And she got them arms. Mm -hmm. And I actually said, I bet you could cook. She's like, oh, yes, girl. Everybody come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the funny thing about you, just, it is... I said, you just got auntie. Like, it's mm -hmm. written. You know, there's nothing else about her but, like, that loving auntie. And you could just see it. I she's bet you could. happy to be doing what she's doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You can tell. She was like, yes, everybody come to my house to eat. I'm like, This I might be weird bet. to some people, though. I don't like soul food restaurants. Well, 
I, I don't think I... Weird? Well, there's one. Uh, I one? love soul food. I think there's one called Fred's out by Sanford. And I've never, I never liked soul food restaurants either. Mm -mm. Until I went to that one. Because I've never seen one like that. They have to be very specific for me to yeah. like it. I've been to soul food restaurants and they just... Because soul food for black people, well, we realize that why they don't work all the time is soul food is specific mm -hmm. it's what you your taste that you grew yeah, up every on. family has their own soul and, and food that's what you're where they make to. it it's no different yeah, than you any can't other commercialize culture. it it's, than any other culture just like that's why asian people don't eat americanized chinese food the right. way we do it's not like, the same like a lot of like i remember when i moved to texas and like um and that's what I'm, it's like a huge Mexican population and how i'm not they obviously everybody eats taco bell but like i remember the first time when i was living there i was a kid and like my friend's parents tell me, like, we don't eat there. Like, mm -hmm. they don't eat. Nobody, they don't think about going to Taco Bell when they want, like, an authentic experience. They're no. like, nothing authentic about that food. No, and me as a kid, I was, like, living for Taco Bell, don't, of course. It's not a quality Mexican food. Yeah. Did you know that, like, it's not even from Mexico? Like, what? Taco Bell's American. I am in shock. I thought they were, like, mailing it in from Mexico every week. Like, that's where they were. Did you get that, that, that video that went around? Bell. That viral video that went around right before COVID, and it was like, not don't eat at Chinese restaurants because of the coronavirus. Yeah. I'm like, they're not flying in the general yeah. zones from China, girl. It was girl. killing like, me. This I was is like, racist. Just, it was very racist. <laughs> and I'm going to order my Chinese food today. So. It was very racist in retrospect, because I was kind of worried about eating Chinese food, too. See? See how it is? See how to get in your head? <laughs> See? That's that mess. Oh, I've had plenty of shrimp fried everything since <laughs> that. I ain't got no shame in my days game. Ago. Right, just seen me eating that sushi. But <laughs> when, I, when I open up Uber Eats, uh, the first thing that pops up is your favorites. <laughs> Summer Palace. <laughs> China Bistro. Black folks can't leave Chinese food alone mm -hmm. because it gives us the grease that we so desperately it love. It gives you the grease, but it doesn't give you the guilt with it. Yeah. Soul food you'll eat and be like, oh. Oh, you're done for the day. So for That's the day. it. Chinese food, it's greasy, and an hour later, I'm back up, ready to go again. Mm -hmm. That's why I eat so little. Yep. Yeah, I, I just How many overweight Chinese people have you seen that aren't American? <laughs> like, That's a true story. I don't know what's in the food. They like, have to be American if they are. If they're overweight, right? Yeah, like, it's true. Because even when you go to a restaurant and you see them eat, if you look over, they ain't eating that shit. Mm -mm. They're eating like some soup and white rice. Some soup and some rice. And that's it. And or maybe a little meat and using their chopsticks. And, and eating it. like one grain at a time. They are not eating not the fried chicken wings and the crawfish. Because none of that shit is Chinese. None of it is. <laughs> and I get it. I'll go to one of those buffets, get everything. <laughs> I'm really weird about like mixing foods. <laughs> With Chinese food, it's one giant yeah. mesh. Mesh yeah. of mush. Yeah. And I just throw my face in it until I'm satisfied. Like, all together, just go, 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 Every sauce, don't tell me what the sauce is, right. the duck sauce, soy sauce, I don't know what it is, pour it on. <laughs> Give me some of that spicy chili right. stuff. Right, all that shit, and, and I'm going to tear this up. I'm good like, to Like, I'm one of those food. people who pick my Chinese buffet by the amount of seafood they have. I'm with that, too. And if it has the right amount of seafood, I'm... I'm living. You gotta have the right amount of seafood, mm -hmm. and you have to have General Zoe's, yep. and it has to be the right General Zoe's. Yeah. Not, that, not the little pebbles. It, it gotta no. be like the good ones, the no. good fluffy pieces. I want pieces of yeah. meat. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I want it too big, so I'm like, are these chicken tenders? There what you go. <laughs> like, mm -mm. but we're here. We're right there. We're but and my chicken and broccoli. I gotta have my chicken and broccoli. Oh, I love it. Mm, we gotta go to some Chinese food after this. But anyway, we do. But so. No. I'm like, that was supposed to be our so intro. We got bad. to know each other. We spent the whole time talking about Chinese food. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Oh, 
Um, let's take a quick little break. And, and tell we'll us what back. your favorite Chinese restaurants are. Yeah, hit us in the DM, guys. Like, We're going to Uber Eats. Are you Chinese obsessed like we are? Because listen, I probably had it like, I had it three times last week. Oh, man. I didn't have it at all last week. Now, now talking about it, I want some. Well, I had some from China Bistro. It was good. It wasn't amazing. And then the next day, I, I didn't get the itch satisfied. So the next yeah. day, I'm like, well, I want something else. And Panda Express had like a free thing. And I'm like, Panda Express is not the same, but I kind of want some. So mm-hmm. I'll get that. Tell me what, what's one food you can't live without. If you had to just give up everything else, what's one thing you could live off of? Or at least one genre. Pasta. Pasta? Mm-hmm. Of any kind. It's yeah. not really any pasta I don't like. And I feel like I can always survive can off of that. You can it. get full off of that. And there's just so many different kinds. So many variations. Like, if, if, if you just said pasta, any kind of way, that's all you can have, yeah. I would survive off of that. I love pasta. For me, it would be seafood. I have, I have like... Oh, wait. Now, we get obsession. whole genres? Yeah, just a genre. Oh, Mexican food. Down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with I eat that the most. I'm with you on that. I eat that more than anything else. Mexican food is so good. Yeah. Joe, there's an uh, authentic Mexican restaurant by my job that sells these chimichangas mm-hmm. that are like this big. I'm like, what the heck? And usually they're like, you know, not that big. So I ordered two, so one I could eat at home. And it was like a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't even get through the first one. I'm like, are you kidding me? These things are freaking huge. And they deep fry them just Mm -hmm. well. Oh, my God. It's like, what are we doing with our life? Listen, we need to start it. (laughs) But let's take a breather. I'm going to polish off the rest of this wine. um, And then we'll come right back with our off topics. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So are you a music artist looking to expand your reach? Many artists don't know where to begin when trying to get their music played on the radio. WXSJ 97.3 is Miami's new number one hit station. They provide an exclusive opportunity for radio airplay through their network of radio stations worldwide. Social media promotion packages are available as well. So if you're an artist who's ready to take their career to the next level, head over to WXSJ97.3.com for more information and we'll see you at the top. All right, guys, we're back. It's me, Kay Nicole, and it's time to get off topic. So there's a lot going on. I'm going to try to uh, breeze through. I'm just going to let y'all know Don is being a pod Nazi, okay? And <clears throat> he's uh, making me cut it down to only two minutes. So I'm going to try to like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, two minutes would be great. We're already 30 seconds in, right. so Done. good luck, sis. Um, I love you guys, and I'm so happy that you guys love our show so much. But two hours and 45-minute episodes are just a little uncalled for. Um, unless you have something special, I just feel like it's a movie. we should not be talking for those three hours. So I just want to keep you guys, in, you know, entertained and enthralled. I don't want to just be rambling anymore. So I'm going to try to do better sure, about, like, sure. keeping it a little more streamlined. That's all. Yeah, yeah. we're going to stop talking about my That being said, eventually. you're a minute in, so. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Time is ticking, sis. Anywho, so... <laughs> Time goes by. So Sit my lemonade slowly. real quick. Time All right, so by. anyway, we're going to go over a couple of things. I wanted to just update a couple of people just in case you wanted to know. We did go over our good sis, Meg Thee Stallion, last week. Um, she did come out and confirm, you know, with everything that she was shot in both of her feet. She did not say who shot her. Clearly, there's an investigation going on. I think she's just choosing her words carefully, mm-hmm. which legally she should which I'm sure her lawyer definitely told her to do. Now, the only thing that I thought was a little bit, um, like, you know, made, your, made my little nosy-ass ears perk up was when she threw shade um, at her friends. She mm-hmm. didn't say what friends. She just said 
you know, that she was going to clean out the people that she was hanging around and that, you know, protect her energy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was good. Um, and that, you know, some people who are her real friends have chosen to take the high road and be there for her. And some people are trying to get clout and interviews and mm-hmm. money, it sounds like. So it all kind of sounds like she's talking about her best friend, Kelsey, because... Rumor has it, well, not rumor, we can see on video when, you know, the incident happened, when the police came, that Megan was limping, that she was shot in her feet, and there was blood on the ground. In the video, you see Tori, and you see her best friend, Kelsey. They're the only three in the video. They were only three, the only three that was there. The only thing that Kelsey ever came out and said, um, when people were, you know, all these speculations were going around, the only thing Kelsey came out and said was that she wasn't the one that shot Meg, that she would never do that, um, but that Meg was shot, and that's all she said. Um, and she hasn't said a word or posted since the incident. Mm. But... In the past, Kelsey's family, i.e. her mom and other family members, have posted things that have shaded Meg the Stallion. Mm-hmm. So it stands to reason that something might not be quite right mm-hmm. because your family wouldn't get an off picture of someone that they're not around unless you're giving it to mm-hmm. them, let's be honest. Um, so I think that Meg's just kind of waking up to seeing that, yes, there are some people that are around you that you may have thought were your best friend or your closest friend but may just be dick riding Mm -hmm. and unfortunately not even just in that world but just when you get something going for yourself people dick ride absolutely people dick ride people who ain't got shit so you know people are gonna dick ride somebody who's got a lot um so i'm i'm very proud of megan for being mature enough to see that everybody's not in her corner um and then some people are even speculating so this is all alleged it's just speculation now, some are saying that Tori allegedly was having an affair with an IG model. We don't know if that's 100% true. Having an affair as in, like... Cheating. Like, because they were dating. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's a confirmed... That was really a Yeah, thing. I mean, they, they were dating, but it's just it wasn't like they were in this long-term serious relationship. So mm-hmm. I think that's what hurt her the most is that it's like, it's still so fresh, but yeah, you were just this crazy, you know? And... and Shit can get like that, girl. I mean, it don't take long for people to develop some feelings or to get animosity or whatever. Anywho, mm-hmm. so that was like one, that's one rumor that's out there. Another rumor that's out there is that it's Kelsey, her best friend, allegedly. Because if you look like on Tory Lane's Instagram, she's always in his comments, like they're always kikiing. Mm-hmm. And it just looks kind of weird because it's like, that's your best friend's man. You really should just be like, you know. Mm-hmm. On her page? I mean, Tory Lanez and Megan Stallion is weird anyway, but yeah, I'm not, it's judging, weird no, I'm not anyway. judging anybody's relationships. Right. Far be it from me. They're like this. They're like the number 10. Right. He's right. Maybe like 5'3", for I real. Know, he is. And, and she's, she's like 6 feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. So anyway. Not I'm just like. These are just the theories guess, that are girl, out there. Nobody has confirmed anything. I'm just giving y'all the tea as to what the blogs are saying. Go with your own thoughts on that shit. Whatever. Um, anyway, since this has happened, Meg has received an outpouring of support, and she even got an apology from 50 Cent for making jokes about her. And as we know, I saw that. I was like, 50 oh. don't apologize to nobody for nothing. Mm-hmm. So that was really surprising, and it was it was good that he admitted to, be, to being wrong, that he thought it was a joke, and that he just said, you know, hey, I thought I didn't think it was real, you know? Yeah. So I get it. So I appreciated that. So anyway... That's where we are with Meg. Thank God she's okay. Yeah. She's alive to tell the tale. I Beyonce do feel, sent her flowers. Right. I do feel bad. Yeah, Rihanna did send her flowers. Beyonce did too. Rihanna's the shit. Beyonce did too? Mm-hmm. Of course. And, uh, They're both queens. And Rihanna fired Drea. You hear about that? Yes, I was going to mention that. <laughs> but she should have. Oh, yeah. And she should have. 
Because Drea's Drea's Drea. I mean, I don't even know what else to say about Drea. Drea deserves everything she gets because of her mouth. So she's too grown. Like Drea's yeah. in her 30s at this point. I don't have no sympathy. Yeah. Anywho, um, that's all. Yeah, that's all I want to say. Yeah. So she's been receiving tons of support. She got her apology. And we're glad that she's okay. I just hate that, you know, she does not have those people that we all need in our corner. She doesn't have a mother. She doesn't have her father anymore. She doesn't have a grandma. You know, she doesn't have those steady leaders in her life to show her the path or to give her the love that she needs when she's hurting. Mm -hmm. Instead, like she said, she's been trying to find it in other people. Right. And it's not working. So you have to just keep around you who you know is solid and real, like some... Some of our bigger celebrities have have figured out. And at first, I'm sure they didn't figure that out either. But over time, you realize this is why Oprah keeps Stedman. Some people are just solid. Mm -hmm. They're not going to... Stedman could have written a thousand books by now or gotten a million dollars for a deal. Mm -hmm. He never, ever switched up on her. Of course I'm keeping him. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You know, so I, it just is what it is. It doesn't mean that she's like head over heels in love with him. She just knows that he got her back. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make this thing happen. Right. No different than the Will and Jada situation. I don't think they're in love with each other either, but they've realized that they got each other's back and they're going to keep it pushing. So, hey, anyhow. That's more important to have somebody that loves you. Man, people, <laughs> keep that real. I used to always say, that, I don't people care. People that love you disappoint you every day. I don't care about that love shit. I want to know who's going to wipe my ass if I get into a car accident and exactly. my feet, my legs are broken. Exactly. Are you going to wipe my ass? Do you really care you, about me? You putting strawberries in my mouth no, and telling me, oh, I love you so much. That shit it's is like, old and tired. What do you do for me, though? Like, yeah. I need to know love. that you going to wipe my ass. Mm -hmm. And that's just real shit. Yeah. Because not everybody would do some shit like that, mm -hmm. even though they love you. Bullshit. Most people won't. Love don't pay the bills. Thank you. Anywho, uh, as we all know, Tamara, uh, Tamara, allegedly, you know, she left the, the real to move to you no know, greener pastures. But it kind of made me think of what's happening with a lot of the shows right now. So the shows, as you know, are mostly going virtual and they're isolated and they're at home and they're shooting it that way. Just like The View now. Everyone's at home and they got the split screen, but the show is going on. So that's what they were doing for the real. So apparently the production company that they were with got a cut. Mm -hmm. which means now they get a cut because think about it. You don't have to pay for a studio audience. You don't hair have to makeup. pay all of these um, hair and makeup. You don't have to pay for the big production because it's just you and a camera at home in your kitchen mm -hmm. or your living room. So she received a pay cut. So they were saying allegedly she was like, eh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't, you know, it is what it is. If, mm -hmm. if you feel like you're worth more than that, then you got to know your worth and move on when it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. But I think um, I, I could see her other co-hosts feeling like, well, damn, this ain't forever, girl. Like, yeah. geez, shit. Right. But, you know, to each his own. But that is allegedly the reason that she left. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the newest thing, uh, celebrity hairstylist Jonathan Wright. So Jonathan Wright has been known to, and I'm just going to be, this is my personal opinion of him. He's a, a clout chaser. <laughs> like I, Whenever I see Jonathan, I'm like, you know, it's like he only, he's one of those hairstylists that is just looking to be friends with everybody and mm -hmm. wants to, you know, be in all the videos and wants, and he doesn't give a shit if you're a bad guy, a good guy, whatever. Me as a makeup artist, even, I could see doing makeup for whoever because I'm looking at it as a job. I could mm -hmm. see that. But what I can't see is ever compromising my morals just for a job. Because mm -hmm. I feel like once you do that, you're kind of like selling your soul. Like you're telling people you don't give a shit about you mm -hmm. because you would give yourself to anybody for a dollar. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of what he's been doing. And it's not really going over well. He's being dragged a lot. Mm -hmm. Like he's on every scene and everybody's his bestie. And he's just with Megan over here. He's with Nikki over there. He's with Jeffree Star over here. He's with 6 9 doing his. It's like. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have been kind of dragging him because it's like he's just really, really out there. And the fact that he he was paid now, mm-hmm. allegedly, $20,000 to do mm-hmm. Jeffree Star's hair. Mm-hmm. Pretty coin. I ain't mad. Get your coins. But, ew. You know, it's like... The thing about it is Jeffree Star does nothing if it's not calculated. This is who he is. You being an urban hairstylist associated with all these high-powered black women, mm-hmm. of course Jeffree Star reached out to you. He's in a PR nightmare right now. Like, don't let yourself be used. I right. get it, but it's not like that $20,000 would have made or broke him. You're already getting money. So I could see if you were, like, down and out and needed that twenty k. I wouldn't mm-hmm. judge you. But you didn't need it. You know, you just took it because it was a job and you're going to get clout off it. And that's why people are dragging it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. first you went over there to 6 9 and people was dragging. Then you went all the way to the other end of the spectrum. Now you're doing Jeffree Star hair and you're like, no. And he's like putting out these statements trying to save himself. But, bro, I, I'm just kind of over him. Like, I saw the story. It was surprising because I think, just like Lucy, I think I have Jeffree Star muted on most of my social medias. I don't care about most of the stuff. <laughs> most of that's going on out here with these people. Mm-hmm. And anything with Jeffree Star, I don't know much about him. I just am like, gross, get it away from me. Mm-hmm. But I did see the video of him doing his hair or whatever. And I have both things about it, right? So, um, you know, I pride myself on absolutely not being a clout chaser. Right. I have missed so many opportunities because I've met celebrities and I've met people and been in situations and people have just been like, oh my God, why didn't you say this? You should have did that. And it's just like, because that's tacky. Like, that's not how, that's not, if nothing. If it's meant th- for you, it'll happen. It'll happen. Nothing about that is, that's not how I get down. So that part of it really, really annoyed me. Um, at the same time, I don't know that man's that man's pockets, and mm-hmm. again, what you put on social media—we were just talking about what you put out to the world—is what you put out to the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what situation you're strapped for. So right. twenty k could be a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me. Yeah. And I'm not saying if Jeffrey, Jeffrey Star called me tomorrow and said, "Hey, I need a stylist for this thing tomorrow." I'm doing it, girl. Give me that twenty k. But what I'm not gonna do is sit in an Instagram video while I'm sitting there, you know, being all cute styling you, and he's sitting there playing music in the background, and y'all just being so cute having this moment because that whole thing was just to show. You know, some kind of like, well, I have a black friend. You know what I mean? That's Jeffree Star. And that's, you, yeah. but I feel like if I'm doing this, you're not recording me. I'm not yeah. playing into that. Yeah, I'm that's, doing what, the job, I, that's what I mean. It's about the integrity. if we keep it real, it's, you're going to be very mm-hmm. uh, hard to find a non-problematic person in the industry to work for. Keeping yep. it real. Every, yep. almost everybody up there got some kind of shit. And, and most think, of it is and racism. I think that's okay. I can deal with some issues. But Jeffree Star has um, a catalog of it. Like, I could see... Because we know about those. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. don't know about most of the people that got bullshit I going only, on. But that's what I mean. But if I... He literally has a... I mean, tens of cases. It's just cases. I mean, it's horrible stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. And so that, I was like, I will be the same way. Like you just said, if I'm going to take that job, I'm going to take it discreetly. Like, if you just want me to do your hair because you like the way I do hair, Cool. But please don't post me. Like, just out of respect. And I'll do your hair. We're not being girlfriends. We're not, we're not friends. I'm here as a professional. You're paying no. me. It's a paid gig. Let's just do the job. But exactly. it's clear that that's not why you brought me here. Because to- Jeffrey, clear- Jeffrey Star shits out $20,000, okay? So yeah. I know that that was, you know, to him, that was just a moment. It was just a moment. Because Jeffrey could get was anybody to put on his lace. And it was a moment for him as well. The yeah. black guy. Like, you're trying to defend it and being like, you going to turn on 20K? It wasn't about the 20K. No. You wanted to be in the video with Jeffree exactly. Star. You wanted this. 
nowadays... Because what the fuck did you do for him that was worth $20,000? Infamy is more (laughs) exciting to people in this new generation than than actual fame. There's fame and there's infamy. Some Mm -hmm. people just want to be talked about regardless. You want to be a part of the conversation. You want to trend on Twitter. You want to be this thing. People think that's cute. Have a bad baby moment. Yeah. Like, and that's just what it is. So I'm not judging you, sir, but I am judging you. But again, get your money because I would have too. <laughs> it's just what are your intentions? Yeah, but I would have done exactly what you said. Like if he couldn't handle me doing it discreetly, like just without being recorded, mm-hmm. then I probably wouldn't have taken it because I already know I'm going to get dragged. And it's yes. just not worth it's the not, bad press. Nope. And people talking shit about me, calling me a cool. I, I don't want to I don't want to hear that I shit. I don't want to go through all that. Yeah, I don't, who wants to go just through go that? Just go in and get some money and get out. But you, yeah. you, do want, you don't mind going through it when you, all you care about is being famous on Instagram. Because I think he knows that that's all he's got. You're not going to be like a famous actor. You're not going to drop an album. You know, you're not going to be some movie star. So he probably just figures he'll live in infamy. And that's just that. But it sucks because you could have he could have been like a Danessa Myricks or like, you know, one of those black people that are in the beauty world that are mm-hmm. super positive and making millions. Yeah. But instead you've res- resorted to this. Cause once you get a job with Nikki, once you got a job with Meg, you were already up there, sis. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go back, but for whatever reason, you're choosing to be a mess. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be that. You know, you could have been a guru. But instead, you've now chosen to be the bad baby of hair. So, and he did her hair Listen, too plenty of times. There's a yeah. lot of people that I'm not. We'll yeah. get there. I just don't understand <laughs> it personally because like you can still be successful without mm-hmm. being ratchet. Like you can do that. It's just a new know, school, right? just trying to get that instant fame. Yeah. So, the next thing I want to talk about, and I know this is gonna trigger you a tiny bit. I'm sure it will. Um, but I had to talk about it just because I'm curious to get other people's opinion. So there is speculation in the blogs that Tamar may have staged her suicide attempt. What? This is the what's being talked about now. I'm going to explain why, where this came from. Wow. This is just speculation. It's all alleged. Okay, so just this is what, what's being said. So the family pointed out, and I don't, have you listened to the 911 call yet? No, 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 no. I no? didn't listen to it. Dang, I should have. I thought. I thought maybe you had heard it, but I should. I should have recorded. I read it. like the transcript of it, but him calling and saying well, how he found her. Well, when I listened to it, I didn't listen to I, it. I'm gonna be honest. The first time I listened to it, I, my antennas went up. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't want to believe anything. He could just be one of those guys that's you know from the islands, and their demeanor is different than ours, and the way that they talk is different than mm-hmm. you know the regular American standard. So I don't want to assume. So you're saying he didn't sound. He, it's not that. What he was saying was interesting. Okay, Mm -hmm. for example, let's say I know that you're upset about the podcast right now. There's something going on that's just really upsetting you, right? Mm -hmm. But I I walk in here and you're passed out. Mm -hmm. When I call 911, I'm not thinking about the podcast. I'm thinking about Don is on the floor, possibly dead. I don't know. So that's what I'm, my friend is here. He's passed out. I don't know why. Please get here. Hurry up. He's he's, he's not responding. That's all. He's on 911, like, bearing his soul. Like, she's really upset about the deal with the network. And they're going to air her show. And this is what happens when you're caught in a contract. Mm. Like, he just kept referring to the show and referring to her being upset with the network over and over to the 911 dispatcher. See, now, as you're saying this, everything is playing through my head. Like, everything looks kind of sketchy now. Right, and so the family was pointing that out. Like, this just doesn't feel... The suicide note was very, very weird. Everything seemed really calculated. Yeah. Um, And, like I said, it could all be very real. I don't want to ever talk about anybody going through something traumatic as if it's a joke. Mm -hmm. But this is just allegedly what's being said. So... 
Like I said, he gave that weird ass phone call. Um, and in Tamar's new reality show, I they've um, taken down the clips of it, but I did get a chance to see them, and the clips are bad. I'll be they're bad. Like mm -hmm. it's Tamar doing what we all believe Tamar does, and mm -hmm. that's extra dramatic, off the rails. And allegedly, she was really upset about this. Like, mm -hmm. didn't want to be depicted as angry black woman anymore. Was sick of it. And talked to her lawyer, allegedly. And her lawyer explained to her that the only way they're going to not air this, because you've already signed up for it, you've already, you know, done the season, is if you can prove that, like, something about it is harming you or you have a mental breakdown or, so, you know, in some sort of way, this is gonna hurt you mm -hmm. um and so that that's why she's doing that so they will not air the show mm. but is, what on the show was that bad i just think like she said she didn't want to be depicted in that light it was just a whole As lot yourself? of yelling listen girl you've been yelling on to you for 10 years here's the thing this is what i don't understand when people get on reality tv yes of course they're gonna let's say in a 24-hour period they record 15 hours out of your day mm-hmm out of that one day, maybe 10 minutes, go on a full 30-minute episode mm -hmm. of that one day. And yes, they're going to take those 10 minutes from that one day, mesh it with 10 minutes. But what they can't yeah. do is put words in your mouth. Can't do it. What they can't do is make you cuss somebody out. Can't what they do can't do is force you to throw something across the room or use a racial slur or mm -hmm. a sexist or use sexism. They can't force you to do oh those things. Oh, my gosh. Um, sorry, this is on your point. No, tell um, me. I was listening to RuPaul's, of course, I was referring to him, his podcast the other day. He was talking about this, and he was, uh, it's an older show of his. I was way back when he first started, one of the earlier podcasts, and he was on there talking about the show, the drag race, and how he was like, um, and for all y'all coming on the show or whatever from here on out, like, I don't want to hear nobody else trying to blame the edit on anything. He was mm. like, if you said it, you said it. Own he was it. like, we are producing a TV show. We need a storyline. We need things. We, if anything, he's like, we edit people to make them look a little bit better. But if you said that person is a bitch, you said those words. Exactly. Regardless of how we edit into the show and what we put it at, that's what you signed up for. And I'm like, thank you. This is a television show. It's not a documentary about your life. I don't understand about certain people when they try to you know, uh, flip the script. I'm not whatever. buying that one too I'm not you've, been on show, you've, been, you've been in the industry for too long. I'm not so, buying that. yeah, this is just, you know. Wow. So she allegedly did OD on like sleeping pills and I will... Because she really was in the hospital. Like she was She really was in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and reality TV definitely has ruined her family. Mm -hmm. We know this to be true from the first episode to what's going on right now where everyone is at odds and you're over here and you're over there and you're over there. Yes, it did. It ruined their family, and mm -hmm. I don't know if they can come back from it. I I pray that they can, because they used to be this musical, little, loving, cute little family that had regular, you know. Ooh, but they now, had issues, though. They had issues, deep-seated issues, but this exacerbated their issues. Oh, yeah. And definitely made them ten times worse. When I told so, you about the Iyana thing when she was on there I know. with them. It was horrible. When I watched that, I Tony Braxton said something that was like the realest thing I ever heard in my life. At the very, very end, when they were all sitting on the table just summing it all up, and Tamar went to this whole fake crying thing, apologizing to everybody. It was a mess. So Always. fake and ridiculous. But Tony was the only real one at the table. Tony was like, they got they were asking everybody one by one. We got to Tamar, she cried and acted all dramatic. They got to the mama and she rolled her eyes. You know, the other three don't say nothing. They scared everybody. Right. They got to Tony and Tony was like I don't like my family. She's like, I love, I love them all, but I don't like them. Yeah. I feel like they've held me back. If it wasn't for them, my career would have soared. <laughs> and that's exactly the energy in the room. Everybody was just like, and Iyala looked at her like, like that is like, thank you for being real. Finally, like that, that's that hurts to say, but that's real. And she was like, no, it doesn't hurt to say. Like I didn't want to say that, but 
I don't like them. And I feel like they've held me back this whole time. And I'm like, wow, how many people feel like that about their family? Because she's lot. always had to be the one to bring all them back in together. When everybody's acting crazy, they all lean on she's Tony. All the and so she was always having to like pull them along. She's going on tour, you're my background singers, you're you're my manager, you're my assistant, just trying to carry them mm-hmm. through all their mess. And if she would And now look where they're at now. She, but she couldn't have emotionally just left them behind. Yeah. You know, that would have tore her up. Yeah. But trying to bring them along also caused so much damage to your career. So it's like that's you can't what, win for losing. You have to, a lot of people say, once you get men, and black people have a real hard time with this, sometimes you got to kiss your family goodbye I when know, you get a certain I level know. of money. If, they don't, if they're not rising with you, like, we have this weird thing of, like, we owe it to our whole family to carry us on our backs, and I don't think that you owe people That's why anything. I look up to people like Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Like, she has said numerous times how to deal with and how to not allow yourself to feel guilt for something that you didn't cause. Yeah. You know, she's talked about having, you know, family members who don't do anything for themselves, but yet want to come to her and be like, oh, I need so-and-so to get through college, and can you help me pay my... Th-? And she's Child. like, you know, you had the same opportunities I did. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the same, you know, environment. I had to do the same things yeah. you did, and I'm not going to feel bad because I'm not giving you a million dollars. Like, And Oprah got, Oprah got enough money to give all her family houses, and they all ain't mm-hmm. got to work, and she could pay out her utilities for the rest of their life. But Oprah's smart enough to know that she doesn't have to do that. No. But so many people have that have not learned that lesson. That's why you I have people like Cisco. You remember his story? Yeah. And that was trying to really bring everybody sad. on. That was like, very sad. Just, and I, my heart went out to him. I'm he like, was at the height of his career. He could have been Usher level. Mm-hmm. He could have been that. But he was so busy trying to bring every and losing. Bring losing all, bring your home right. butt, bring your homies from the hood back, and your your favorite person. Oh, my homeboy, he can produce things. Right. And so that like you're trying to carry everybody on your back. And when I was, it's a black thing. When I was younger, I thought like I'm gonna be the one that makes it. I'm yeah. gonna be the one in the family that makes it. I'm gonna take all the stuff away. And the older I get, the more I'm just like, look, y'all, I'm gonna get there. And I hope y'all get there too. I hope I see you at the mountaintop. But right. we all have our own lives. We all have the same opportunities. Yeah. And we you get to make the best out of it. And I can't go down. I remember when Evelyn, this is real, uh, real random, but Evelyn Lozada, I remember on like one of the reunions, they were going uh, in on She's her. She's been a going bit. through it a lot. Lately. She has been going through it. They were going in on her because whenever they show her mom was on the show and they like went to her mom's house or whatever, and her mom still lives in like her same apartment in New York. And it's not the hood, but it's like a little small apartment or whatever. And everybody was like, You getting money? And you on TV? And mama's still living in the same place. And she was like, First of all, she's lived there her whole life, but she loves it. She doesn't want to leave. And second of all, if she wants to, I got her. But I don't, I'm, not, I'm not out here just saving everybody's family. Like, that's how you go broke. She was like, I got myself. On the TV show, I did these things. I helped my family, but like I'm supposed to give all my all the money to y'all because y'all were related. No, if like, anything, my mother would come live no. with me. She, yeah, you can come, you to, the come house. to the house, but I ain't gonna go buy another house because no. Evelyn is not J Lo. Exactly, okay? I'm on a she reality don't have TV show. It like that, so whatever she the bag that she do got, she better hold on tight because <laughs> baby. But, oh, okay. she got that bag now, Carl Crawford. She got the bag Ooh, now. Yes, that that good old child support. Yeah, yeah. But she, anyway. she ain't she ain't, she ain't got a uh, she ain't got a crowd surfing no more. She ain't, she gonna, she's on reality TV. At this point, she got but that bad. She needs to let go of Ocho Cinco's bullshit. Like, if he says anything, I don't get why she lets it trigger her, but that's a whole other conversation, anyway. Right, we'll get there. Moving on. Um, so sorry about that whole Tamar thing. Like I said, I don't want that to trigger you because I know how you are about mental health. I mean, it doesn't trigger me, it's just it is interesting, it's very interesting. So, we'll see how it all plays out once Tamar does, you know, get her life in Tamar's words. <laughs> I hope she gets it, Lord. So, I wanted to do a short little summary. On the whole Ellen DeGeneres 
situation. Mm-hmm. So Ellen DeGeneres is what I'm deeming and a lot of people are deeming as 2020's villain of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that, like I told on the last podcast that this kind of started um, when Nikki Tutorials kind of came out and was saying what she was saying about her interview with Ellen, her experience on the show, and she didn't feel like it was warm or welcoming. Um, I think Nikki's like, Nikki, the interview that Nikki did was completely in Dutch because Nikki is Dutch. Um, so when it was translated over on YouTube into English, people were mm-hmm. like, ooh, like clutching my pearls. Like, ooh. She was basically saying that she thought in her mind, because mm-hmm. it's Ellen, that when she went on the Ellen show, she'd be meted with like confetti and like mm-hmm. some kind of like grand orchestra. <laughs> She's like, because mm-hmm. it's Ellen, you think when you go on there, it's going to be like the best experience mm-hmm. because it's Ellen. And she just gives this like image of like positivity and help and just all. And she's like, when I got there, like people weren't looking me in the eyes and like. Mm-hmm. No one was talking to me, and, like, Ellen didn't touch me. She didn't greet me until, like, she sat in the chair on the show, and she interviewed her. Mm-hmm. She was like, I just thought that it was so odd, because that's not the impression mm-hmm. when you look at the show that you get. So, anyway, um, her show is currently under investigation for workplace hostility. Hmm. And today on the Today Show, they did a whole story on it. So, uh, Warner Brothers and what is the other one called... Um, telepictures. Um, they claim they sent a memo that the independent investigation is not all about Ellen, but about senior staff members who allowed a culture of racism, fear, and intimidation to go on for too long. One staffer actually went, and I watched it, went to the Today Show, and she admitted that the environment was toxic. One African-American former staff member said that she was also the target of racist comments and microaggressions. The staffer on the Today Show said that a senior staffer approached the black employee and said, what's your name? Sorry, I only name I only know the names of white people who work here. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if I believe that though. Well, but. because she said that she was always getting microaggressions, and the girl said that she witnessed mm-hmm. there was a white girl on the Today Show. So the black staff member did not she didn't want her, her name revealed, mm-hmm. but the white girl came out to basically say this is this true. This is what happened. This oh, is okay. true. Okay, I um, that happen. I just so feel like that's really weird. For it's weird. To say he was face. well. He, it's a microaggression. Like, like he's trying to joke, but it's not funny. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I, got, I mean, I know microaggressions, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that was a joke that was very weak. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, what's your name? No, I know the name's white people. Like, it's, it's not funny because mm-hmm. it's already a culture of racism in mm-hmm. the environment. Um, mm. Ellen has been um, accused of a lot of things. So there was a comedian, his name's Kevin Porter. He started the rumor mills yet again when he started a Twitter thread where he encouraged anyone who encountered her or worked on her show or even was a guest to give her their, give him on Twitter, and you can look this up, it's a long thread, mm-hmm. um, their truthful opinion on the way she treated them. So there were thousands of replies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the new staffer claimed she was told um, after she had a negative run-in with Ellen to simply like wait it out, and that Ellen will be mean to someone else the next day, and that she targets certain individuals on certain days, and that was just her day. Um, some staff says they were warned to never look Ellen in the eyes, that it's something she absolutely despises. Um, and it turns out that these allegations were tr- more true than false. And that's why they're now under an independent investigation. Question. What does a show being under investigation for workplace hostility mean? Okay, because none so, of that is illegal. So well, like, what it is is people... What does that even mean? The senior management. It's mm-hmm. a lady and a man. I didn't even write down their names. But it's uh, whoever the lady and the man is, I feel stupid. But anyway, they're the senior managers, the mm-hmm. top. They're, uh, they admitted, they said, the, the statement that they released was, we know we need to do better, and we will. Like, we are taking all of these allegations seriously, and we will do better. If you're even saying that, 
then that means you know how toxic this workplace is. Mm-hmm. So if all, and then on top of that, uh, I was reading that Jimmy Kimmel, I think his net worth net worth is like between forty and sixty mil. Mm-hmm. Ellen's is like three hundred million. Oh yeah, Ellen got coins. He is still paying his staff out of pocket this whole time. Mm-hmm. Ellen is not, and she's giving them. Not out of her pocket, but the network is paying them the the 60% of their actual salary, and that's it. Ellen actually hired an outside tech company Mm -hmm. to shoot and produce her show that she does at home. Mm. Instead of hiring her own staff who've been there since day one. Right. It's such a slap in the face. It's like, not only do we have this fucked up ass work environment, but you won't even give us our money. You could afford to pay these people out of pocket because mm-hmm. just out of sheer loyalty, like they done rolled with me, they done been there, you know, I'm going to make sure my staff is there when this shit is over. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel can do it. You can do it too, girl. It's true. And it just, it sucks because it, it kind of, it does reflect on her character that you're not even hiring your own staff, mm-hmm. which shows that you know there's an issue with your staff. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Ellen has really, as of yet, to address all of the negative stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a waitress that came out recently. A restaurant waitress said she had to serve Portia and Ellen. And Ellen made a point to call the manager mm-hmm. while they were still like on her phone because she didn't want to like, get up and cause a scene because it's Ellen. Mm-hmm. And tell her report to the manager that the waitress had chip nails. Not that the the that chip nail polish that the not that the polish was on her plate, but just that she had it on her nail. And that irritated her and she wanted her either reprimanded or another waitress. She was like, I could have lost my job. It Does that happen, though? Well, yeah, apparently so. Because when this stuff happens, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I am not an Ellen apologist. I'm not an Ellen stan. No. I, I've, always, I've always loved her show. I think and everybody does, and that's why people done. are so like... <gasps> right. I feel like this issue's a lot more based on opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I get really kind of like... I don't really have a lot of sympathy when I hear everybody's horror stories about mm-hmm. how mean their bosses or how awful the work is. Right. I've had shitty jobs my whole life, so I'm just kind of like, didn't work there. Mm-hmm. That's just the bottom line. Until I, and I haven't really dug into the story, so I keep being really ignorant. Oh, but I haven't, I haven't watched any documentaries it's or anything like that. There's a but lot. But until I find out that Ellen, like, you know, calls somebody a nigger to their face or fires somebody based off of something that was ridiculous, somebody not being nice to you, somebody rich being mean, I mean, that sucks, I think it, I but think I, it I goes, feel like this is a lot. I think it goes a certain type of way. I think it's nobody easy, owes you politeness. I think it's easy to say that if you don't have to work for them every day. It's easy for me to say, okay, this celebrity isn't nice, and you didn't have a good time on their show. Versus, this is how I feed my family. I have to come in here every day, and I feel like shit every day. That's not easy to say. I have gone to jobs that I had to work every single. Yeah, job but it's I just not had. under the umbrella of saying. We're so nice, and we treat everyone well, and be kind to but one another. That's, that's the thing. This that's is a, the this persona is a TV she gives off. show, right? And the persona is part of the TV show, exactly. And that's how you all make your money here. Mm-hmm. If it was that bad, you would have left. You did not because the show was successful, and that's part of the show. That's all I'm saying. Like, I just know when these things come up, it's very easy for everybody to jump on this bandwagon and be like, "Oh, and then one time she did this to me, and then one time it happened to me," and it's just like. I don't know if any of that even happened. If it did, sorry. But I just feel like with everything going on in the world right now, we're really like up in arms by Ellen being mean. Ooh, she was mean to me a couple of times. I'm just saying, yeah, it's it's shocking based off the Ellen that we know. Yeah. But uh, in 2020, where the world is burning down, I am not giving sympathy to somebody that's mad because their boss is mean to them. My boss yeah. has always been mean. Like, yeah. what is the real issue? Like, the black girl didn't want to talk. Like, did she get called the N-word? Did she get fired? Like, she just said she what are was, we doing like, here? the victim of racist aggression. Like, they haven't 
told everything that's in their complaint that they're investigating. That's what I'm waiting on. So I'm waiting on what happens after this independent investigation. Like, what comes out of this investigation? And, like, how deep is it? Like, what was really yeah. going on? Now, like I said, for the managers to even come out and say that they know that there is a problem, that, to me, said a lot just right there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure um, it's a problem. So I'm like, oh, so y'all know? I well, thought y'all were going to come out and be like, what? We're so shocked. Like, we can't believe we are going to work hard to change. Mm -hmm. We had no idea. But they're like, we know about it. You know, we're going to do better. I'm like, Okay, like, right. but whatever. Um, I get it. I'm not trying to be like an asshole about it. Yeah. I get, I get people can feel a certain kind of way, but at the same time, like I said, I'm waiting for the full report to come out because so far that doesn't make me even raise an eyebrow. So I'm like, next certain topic. certain celebrities um, who have been on her show, um, she she, she was like a, them once too. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. But she's had um, run-ins with them mm -hmm. that weren't the best. Like, um, Ellen has a history of, like, trying to get things out of people that they're not ready to talk about. Mm -hmm. But she'll do it in, like, a joking way. Mm -hmm. uh, like That she will do. Yeah. And, like, let's say you're pregnant, but you're not ready to reveal you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. But she'll keep joking about, so I heard, and, and just, like, can you're like... Oh, yeah. You know, things she like that. She like that. Yes. Yeah. Things like that people don't love about her mm -hmm. is how she kind of pushes an issue in her own joking way, but mm -hmm. it's not really joking. And it's like you're you're wanting that tea because it gives you ratings. Mm -hmm. um, so people don't, people have always shied away from her for that. Um, one of the celebrities that she had a run in with was Caitlyn Jenner. And Caitlyn Jenner <sighs> being, being so Caitlyn Jenner, uh, right. like she's, you know, a right wing conservative at heart. Because that's who she is. That's how she grew up. Um, and she has very traditional values at heart, mm -hmm. which may be hard for some to even fathom, being that she's now trans, you know? So it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. so she went, when she went on Ellen's show, she had said that she was a traditionalist when it comes to marriage and that she doesn't necessarily believe in gay marriage, that she believes more in like the traditional marriage, man and woman. Mm-hmm type of thing she was like but if you feel like the word marriage or you know the institution of it means so much to you then by all means you know get married but she's like for me i'm just more of a traditionalist and of course ellen being married to a woman you know kind of was just like mm -hmm. try you could see she was trying to like keep it together like yeah. you know she wanted to be like bitch please you know right. <laughs> and so I mean, that's offensive so then, after that, Ellen went onto a radio show where they asked her about the Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner interview, and she was like, after that, I asked her to dance with me, we turned on music, and she didn't dance with me, probably because I'm a lesbian. And, da, 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 da. <laughs> and so Caitlyn took super offense to that. Of course You know, because she was like, I am not homophobic, like, that was messed up. Um, but, you know, Ellen does her little thing where she, like, throws shade, but it's always in, like, the umbrella of like, oh, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. I'm Ellen. It's a joke. But everybody's not always kikiing with her. Mm -hmm. You know, and while we could like poo-poo somebody like Caitlyn Jenner, I can see how that would be offensive to Caitlyn too as well. Because like, okay, now you're saying I'm homophobic. Like, that was not the mm -hmm. situation. I get both sides of that. If I was Ellen, I would feel offended. Mm -hmm. And if I was Caitlyn, I would too. Like, I just don't think two wrongs made a right in that situation. Yeah. But anyway, Wendy Williams went on oh, Ellen's show. Can you imagine? Worse and worse. So Wendy Williams went on <laughs> Ellen's show. More people I don't care about. And she actually asked Wendy. This is back when Kanye, or Kim was first pregnant mm -hmm. with their first baby, Northwest. Mm -hmm. And she asked her, um, <laughs> like, what, what, why do you feel the way you feel about Kim and Kanye? Because I think Wendy made a comment that Kim was going to be a single mom. Because Kanye's a lot to deal with. Which she mm -hmm. ain't... Fast forward 10 years later, right. she ain't lying. But anyway, right. 
So she, you know, it kind of made, you could tell it made Wendy uncomfortable because it's uh, something that she just didn't want to talk about anymore mm -hmm. because she had gotten kind of like backlash for talking about it when she did. But Ellen B and Ellen, of course, brings it up when you come on her show and you're like, I would, because she asked her, how do you feel about Kim now? She's like, I wish her all the best. She's like, <laughs> she didn't want to like get into it. Yeah. She's like, but did you make, say something like trying to get it out? And it's like, there goes Ellen, like mm -hmm. pushing again. So they did this like lookalike game and like Ellen pulled up this thing that a oh, celebrity looks lookalikes, like this who people say you look like. And I forget who the celebrity was. But anyway, Wendy was like, okay, like I can take that, whatever. And she goes, people say you look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And you could see. See, Ellen's face was offended as fuck because mm -hmm. I'm sure she's heard this and seen it online. Mm -hmm. She goes, do I? <laughs> <laughs> and Wendy's like, it's okay, Justin's cute. Mm -hmm. And then literally Ellen mocked her voice. She's like, yeah, he's cute. It's fine. Like, <laughs> well, see, that made me happy because, uh, I mean, fuck Wendy. Right, because Wendy's a like, hot mess. Right. And so I was just like, Lord. And then it was just all these, I was looking at all these videos, like interviews where she clashed with a celebrity. Mm -hmm. I was just like having a funny like moment. I'm looking at him and I'm like, damn, Ellen, you be like putting your foot in your mouth a lot. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting Ooh. to see what happens with that whole story. So anyway, like I said, the whole Ellen thing, I'm, I am just interested to see where this goes, you know, because mm -hmm. there's so many, there's so many allegations, more than any of us yeah. have time to go down the rabbit hole. And I don't know, how do you, how do you sort out what's true and what isn't? But anyway, mm -hmm. moving on. Um, oh, what? No, there's, it's not a topic. I just want to say something. Oh, okay. Um, so I wanted to just give a shout out to Drake. Drake surpassed Madonna in the most top 10 hits, um, in Hot 100 history with his 39th and 40th. Pop star in Greece with DJ Khaled. He surpassed Madonna at 38. The top um, people are Madonna, Stevie Wonder, and of course... You already know it's Mariah. Mariah Carey. So he's... he's go ahead. Go ahead. He <laughs> just surpassed Madonna. So shout out to Drake. That was dope. That was really cool. Yeah. I saw that. And Brandy is releasing her seventh album this Friday. And there's also it. a new single from our good sis, Maya. Okay. Um, and it's called Space and Time. And I recommend this song to everybody right now with COVID-19 and all the stress we're going through that we all need a little bit of space and time. It's mm -hmm. a song about growth, maturity, and taking time and space for yourself to heal. It's a great self-help song. I'll put it to you like that. Uh, and Maya's just such a good person. So. She's good. And her, I got her last album because a lot of people that she was like, what happened to Maya? She's been oh, indie Maya's for years. been making music. She went indie because she's mm -hmm. got tired of the industry yep. bullshit. But her music she is really good. She owns her everything. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Maya. Her last album was a song called Down that I love so much. It's very islandy, vibey. It's very chill. Her music is really good. Um, yeah. Post industry. So yay, Maya. We love you. <laughs> That's awesome. I just wanted to throw that out there. I love it. I love it. I was it. looking I up it. some music factoids today and I was like, oh, there's all good stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. A lot of positivity. Mm -hmm. um, was that your last one? That is it, guys. Tell me what you think. Yeah, y'all. A lot of bullshit going on. A whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> but, um, we'll be happy to hear what you guys think of all this. Hit us in the DMs. We're taking a quick break and we'll be right on back. Hey guys, this episode is also brought to you in part by Shawn Michael Co. Shawn Michael Co. has a goal to create clothing for every situation in life while also striving to provide the most comfortable experience ever. So head on over right now to SeanMichaelCo.com, that's S-H-A-N MichaelCo.com, and use my promo code DONB to get $5 off your total purchase. You're welcome. Alright guys, we're back. It is time for Offbeat. We love it. You love it. It's back again. This week, 
Um, we are going to talk about, and some of y'all might be mad, but I don't care because it's our show. You don't have to listen if you don't like it. That was really aggressive. But we're talking about Chris Brown this week. <laughs> I was um, inspired by this because the whole versus thing that was going on um, with like Chris Brown versus Usher, right. would that be a thing? And then everybody and their mom having an opinion on it. Everybody. And I felt like people were coming for Chris, and I'm just going to say what I want to say because I like Chris Brown. Not ashamed to say that I do. Um, I think he's <laughs> the last of a dying breed and one of That's the true. most talented people that has ever touched a stage or a microphone. Um, and uh, I just wanted to just jump into that. So, the thing that annoyed me the most about that, the whole thing was, it was Usher versus Chris Brown. They're two different artists to me. Yes. Um, Usher is old school. Chris Brown is the newer version of that. So, like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't even make sense on paper to have a versus because it's song from two different eras. Exactly. Two totally different vibes. Just because it's two black men testing army music, that's not going to work. Um, and I just feel like I don't think people have to put somebody down just to make a point because they both make amazing music. And I don't think you really understand how we got to this point with Chris. Because a lot of people were saying... A lot, a lot. I kept saying, oh, what is his Confessions album? What is his Lemonade? What is his Thriller? Where's his Super Bowl performance? What is his Coachella performance? And I'm like, a lot of people don't know that... He was blackballed, wasn't he? Yes. Okay. I'm just Chris kidding. was blackballed after the 09 incident with Rihanna. And people don't really understand that. So, and yes, that's not the only thing that he's done that's been problematic. But I would argue that 90% of the trouble he's gotten in since then all stem from this first accident. Um... And we all know, I'm not going to get into it. We all know what happened, whatever. But I feel like specifically um, black celebrities, (laughs) when we have scandals, we are the ones that people like to make the example out of. And it's, and it's not, it's not so much like, and we've done this, we've done it already. Okay, it was Harvey Weinstein and this person was that person. You know what I mean? We know this. Like the same way with the Jacksons. When Michael had this scandal and they had him on TV pouring his heart out and when Janet had a Super Bowl thing and she was on TV having to apologize and all this stuff it's like we get made examples out of mm-hmm. and the book gets thrown at us to show everybody like look you were lucky to be here with all this access and we can take it away just like that so people don't realize well that, that whole Rihanna Oprah interview didn't help either it made you feel worse I didn't feel worse I, mean, I thought she was being honest no I mean it made you feel worse against him like you were just like kind of like mm. But when he did his documentary, I was impressed. I watched it today. I loved... Oh, you never seen it before? Oh, I've seen it multiple times. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just watched it today as a refresh. I love that. Extra notes. I loved It was good. It he was, was in wrong. there being honest and not... Yeah. And, and that's the thing with this whole thing. He didn't sugarcoat them. anything. And he's never sugarcoated anything with that. Yeah, I, I respected that sh- a lot. They've both been very honest about what happened and both of their stories line up. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's this whole like burn the witch mentality that we, that the public has and it's people love to when somebody goes through something to just deem that that you're a monster can you you're you're support you're listening to him you're supporting an abuser yeah. da, da, da. and it's like let's it's keep annoying. it a buck 50 i know a lot of people that are in relationships abusive relationships you might not be in a black eye it could be emotional it could be negative it could be anything a lot of it mm-hmm. is physical i know a lot of couples that will be each other's asses and continue on like it's nothing mm-hmm. it's just like that incident with him, it was not an Ike and Tina Turner thing. That was an insulated incident. They had a big-ass fight, and it was over after that. And yeah. she's moved on. Aaron, we didn't move on because it's fun to pick at that kind of stuff. And let's also, I want to also add in as well. But he's had allegations after that, though. Let me finish. 
I because before I said that, I did say that there oh, were allegations okay. after gotcha, that. Gotcha, so gotcha. we're getting there. Sit tight. Um, <laughs> but I also feel like the whole burn a rich thing is ties in a lot of my favorite topic, fake outrage. Because when that happened, did we rally around Rihanna like she was this domestic violence victim? No. no. The album she released at that time is her lowest selling album. So it wasn't like we all went out supporting her for that. And Rihanna has been a joke to black Twitter for years. Mm. Um, we we passed around all those those goat memes of her singing, talking about her she can't sing, she's this, and her she's sleeping with Jay Z, and her and Beyonce have this, and B, B versus Reed, and da, 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 da. like Rihanna's always kind of been a punching bag. We've always liked her for her fashions, but I really respected her like that. To me, she was like cute, popular, and that was it. But she was the butt of a lot of jokes. And then now we see it's hard to think that because now we see Rihanna's this big queen, this big mogul because she's getting money now because mm-hmm. all we care about you're making money, you're a businesswoman, so we're Americans. Now you're a queen. Not the 10 years of great music you gave us and amazing looks and the charities you started and all the work you've done for Barbados. We don't care about that. We care about Fenty Beauty and all this money you're making because that makes you queen and relevant. That's all I'm saying. If y'all were really that upset about Chris Brown, then we would have rallied around Rihanna back then. I don't think anybody really did. Like, and she didn't want to be the spokesperson for that kind of stuff. It was like, this happened, that's it. It's true. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I just feel like we get the book just thrown at us so hard. And when you get blackballed out of the industry like that, Chris was set up to be the next usher. Chris was on that pipeline. He had it all set up. Uh, people don't know this, but when Chris was about to get signed, L.A. Reid wanted him to sign with him so bad, mm-hmm. and he was going with a different label, and he had Usher reach out to Chris Brown and be like, hey, can you, you know, get, like on my, get on my team? Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's annoying to me that people are trying to stir up this whole, like, verse. It doesn't feel playful. It feels like they're trying to compare the two and put them against each other, and it's like... It's apples and oranges. That's two different, yeah. two different situations. And again, <clears throat> I will... This is the hill I'm going to die on. Chris Brown is one of those talented people that ever touched a mic or a microphone or a stage. Like, there's no other male artist on the planet right now that could stand up with Chris Brown on a stage and put on the same show. Who? Not showman-wise, no. Exactly. Mm-mm. And it's just it's just the whole package. I'm not saying he's the best singer and the best dancer ever. Mean. It's his performance. It's a showman he brings, And mm-hmm. his music is amazing. But people are going to say, I saw a tweet that said, y'all, y'all talking about Chris and stand up next to... Um, Usher, when he puts out the same song every album, he puts out 45-song albums, and it's like, okay, it's not the song, same song every album. He has a similar sound, and I feel like he's kind of leaned to the whole bad boy R&B thing, mm-hmm. which I don't really care for, because he's way more talented than that. But that's what he, he's had to do, because when you're in the industry, the industry all plays together. Mm-hmm. So when you fuck up here, the same reason why when the whole thing, thing happened with him, with Rihanna, Jay-Z and all his supporters, they all pulled their stuff back. There's talks of him going to industry parties and people getting up from their seats and leaving and sitting somewhere else. The industry's all based off of who knows who, who likes mm-hmm. who, who fucks with who. And so if you don't have that same backing, you're not getting the Pharrells and the Timberlands and all the big people to, you know, produce and write with you and all these things and get these big label pushes. And when you do have a good song, it's not on Top 40. It's not on these things. He's been carrying his career himself. And the fact that he's this far and still getting Grammys and still getting platinum albums and still out here selling out tours without the backing of the industry says right there to me that he's already leaps above most of the artists that are out right now. Um, And I just feel like I want a little more respect put on Chris's name. I feel like we we overlook a lot of problematic people and just jump on their bandwagon. But it's just like we don't give anybody a chance to grow or get better. I think since the 09 thing, nobody has ever tried to 
understand what's happening, reach out. It's just been like, damn, that's fucked up. And then every subsequent action after that has just been like poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear. I I would kind of argue the opposite to a degree. I feel like sometimes in the celebrity world, we give... Not Chris, not in Chris Brown's case, because I feel like it was an isolated incident. And it's hard for me to believe any incidents that came after it because it sounds super clout chasey. Um, but <clears throat> I will say, sometimes in the celebrity world, we give them too much leeway that we wouldn't give our, our friend who, you know, did something heinous. <clears throat> and we forgive them for things that really shouldn't be forgiven. It's no different than like... The racism that goes on with certain individuals like, okay, Bill Cosby is locked up, right? Mm-hmm. And I personally feel like it's racial. It's racial because if you Absolutely. look at the dad from Seventh Heaven who admitted to having sex with children, but still his Little show, girls. Yeah. Admitted this. And using the show but to yet, bring them in. But yet, that show still gets aired yep. and he still gets a paycheck. But yep. they had the nerve to take off the Cosby show, who this is something to do with adult women. And that news was so here and gone yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. You don't hear about it. Mm-mm. And that's what I... Like, some stuff, I feel like we do give some celebrities too much leeway. Mm-hmm. Now... I like you were saying with the black celebrities, sometimes it's like we expect them to be perfect because we don't have a lot. You know, Chris Brown is Chris Brown. We don't have another one. Mm -hmm. So when he fucks up, it's like shun him, you know. But I will say, in spite of everything, Chris Brown has soared like a fucking rocket. It's not like he's, you know, doing bad. He's continuing to crank out music, 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 big albums, money making hits, collaboration. Mm Nobody's not checking for him. He's a huge star. He is, but you yeah. don't see a Chris Brown on a Bruno Mars production level, like getting promoted that way. You're not seeing no. Chris he, Brown he's got to promote himself. I'm sure. Exactly because mm-hmm. that's what like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like when Bruno Mars puts something out, he he has the industry behind him to get him the endorsements, the commercials, the all the different things. Chris Brown com- uh, endorsements, commercial that stuff was out the window. Last thing we had from him was the double mint gum commercial. But I, I also have a hard time feeling bad for him for it because decisions that we make, you have to be mindful of. Exactly. So I'm not asking for yeah. you for bad for him. Mm-hmm. Let me finish the point. Where I'm going with this is when people make mistakes, like there's a <laughs> here's the thing. Rihanna said in her Oprah interview, mm-hmm. she was bawling, crying, and she mm-hmm. was like, all she could say was she was like. I'm, I was, even as mad as I was and as hurt as I was and upset as I was, she was like, all I could think about was like, what's going to happen to him now? He's going to ruin his career. Like, and, and people say it the wrong way, like, oh, she's an abuser and she's just in the mindset of she's of, of an abused person. It's like, right. no, she was saying, she said, if everybody thinks he's a monster, he made this mistake because he needed help. Now yeah. who's going to help him if everybody thinks he's a monster? Everyone's mad at and him. And that literally has just stuck since this whole time. It's just very easy to throw people away. And that's what I was saying when we had the R. Kelly conversation last time. It's not, I can, you can have an opinion about somebody not being an apologist. I'm not right. saying that we no, can do this right. Mm-hmm. But if we don't figure out what the problem with R. Kelly is, then we can't stop the next R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? If we can't yeah. figure out how to help Chris Brown and what his issues are, then we can't, we won't get another one because we don't know what to do with it. It's just like, we have to stick together because they are not going to stick with us. Nope. So it just annoys me. I had a friend who was just like, oh, I forgot what happened. I was, um, Showing somebody some music in my phone, the song I went to, and I was scrolling through. And she looks at my phone, she was like, Not Chris Brown. <laughs> I don't support him. He's the da 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 And that is just fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like black people, like, we don't even give each other a chance. And so you don't have to feel bad for nobody. 
You don't think good for anybody. I'm just saying, make your own decisions. And if you're going to uphold somebody to one standard, hold everybody to that standard. I feel like it's easy to pick and choose who you want to give leeway to and who you don't want to give leeway yep. to. And you don't have to give Christine leeway. But you can respect that his music is good and he's extremely oh, talented. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I was just really annoyed with all the back and forth with people that were just like, Usher versus Chris. What? <laughs> like, it's just so preposterous. And it's just like... Um, if both of them are standing on the stage, I don't know who my honey will go on if I'm being 100%. Give them both a live mic and the same choreography and the same song, a Michael Jackson tribute. The only reason that like, I would be hyping for Usher is just because of the, the generational difference. So I, I don't know a lot of Chris Brown music other than the popular music. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to his Indigo album. It's just not, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But to each his own. Not to say that Chris Brown is not hella talented. I think all of us would be lying through our teeth. If we were to say Chris Brown was not crazy talented, um, Chris Brown has the stage presence of a Michael Jackson. He just mm-hmm. does. He keeps it moving. He's he's energetic. He's creative. His choreography is insane. Um, so no, nobody can really keep up with Chris Brown. He's like a Beyonce performer. Like yeah. he he keeps. It he moving. would have been that if yeah. all the stuff wouldn't happen. Oh, for sure. That's what that's where he was. That's going what it boils to be. down to. And that's what that's what it is. I'm, I'm not trying to do this whole statement to get everybody just get a warm heart to Chris Brown all of a sudden. No, but the truth my is the whole, truth. The truth is, my, my two points in this is, A, do your own research, make up your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I say that every single week, because y'all don't do it. And two, <laughs> I will keep saying it, and two... Um, our listeners do. You don't have to... <laughs> right, because our listeners are perfect. Just right, like in every way. Um, but, yeah, I just... Don't like we talked about it the other day in every in everything just like we're talking about the whole thing with like people liking like white girls and like demitted like talking shit about black girls yeah. like I don't like when you have to tear somebody else down like they ain't shit to make yourself to make better. something else better and it's like Usher's not out here talking about some Chris Brown I would never but Chris <laughs> Brown did though. he didn't say it like that either he said what we're not gonna do is cap because y'all were capping <sighs> y'all were all on there trying to play him. That's what he said. He said nothing bad about Usher. But y'all, people took that statement but and ran with it like he was being crazy. kind of the gist you get from it, Don. Is you it? gotta be honest. When he was like, I could do a versus battle off features alone, but I'm busy doing nothing. Because was everybody like, was coming for him saying that he couldn't do it. It has nothing to do with Usher. Like, y'all just love to try and take stuff and run with it and make things a thing. And I'm not gonna let you do it on this day. Please. Chris Brown is obnoxious and he just needs to stop. I love him. That doesn't mean I'm gonna lie about his character. He no, can be I'm such not lying a about his character. Sometimes. It's this no, whole thing's something about his character. Yeah. The whole thing's about the music. This is offbeat. This yeah. ain't, ain't off-color. We ain't having you. a therapy session. The point is, like, I don't think that most people have kept up with Chris Brown outside of that incident. So right. it's groupthink. It's like, oh, you're this kind of person now. It's whatever. And it's just like, no. If you want to have an opinion, I want it researched. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm sorry. You put up Chris Brown's music and what he's doing now, even. And give me another artist in the game right now. And we'll just see what's happening. Yeah. What's good. So, that's all. We talked up too much in Off Topic, and I want to keep this short. Um, but, yeah, Chris Brown, I really don't want to see a versus with him. And Usher. I don't, I'm really over versus, period. Like, I feel like it's so tired at this point. Yeah, only a couple of They're them are, like, anymore. super enjoyable, and the rest yeah. is kind of, like, blah. Yeah, it's like... I'm over it. I'm over them, but, mm-hmm. you know, y'all got to make your money, so... And you got to do something. I don't know if yeah. they're getting paid for that. Are they getting paid for that? I believe so. It's, like, a thing now. It's, like, a full company. Like, um. when they do those versus battles, like... Versus is a thing. I know versus is a thing, but I'm like, are they started. actually getting paid? I wonder. Cause I believe they get paid for those because if that was the case, everybody would be doing them that yeah. didn't deserve one. You know what I mean? You yeah. see Bow Wow trying to get his on and Timbaland said he couldn't do it. Now he's like, I got 20 songs. You didn't hear about that? 
No. Yeah. Somebody somebody brought up. Bow up into it and he was like, I don't know if he can if he could go or he he said it was very shady, but not in a shady way. He just said it and people were just like, dang. And that started the whole thing and now Bow was out here, you know, posting on his throwbacks talking about something. I got 20 in the bag, and th- which he does. Y'all like to play Bow Wow too. And it's the same kind of thing as Chris Brown. No, which is I like, like Bow Wow. Another person music. that's been very um And Bow Wow killed it on the mass finger. Fucking killed it. I knew he was on there. I don't watch that. It show. was just recently. He killed oh, it. That shit was weird to me. I lo- I know you told me that before, but I love it. Yeah, everybody does. I'm the only but when Bow Wow was on it recently, he and I knew it was him from the first time mm-hmm. because I just knew. Um, because Bow Wow, believe it or not, people be sleeping. Bow Wow can dance his ass off. Bow Wow can dance. Bow Wow can, he can dance. His, and he was like, He's good, killing it with the with the choreography. Mm-hmm. And you never seen nobody really do that that kind that much choreography. And he was like, you know. Bow Wow always has referenced MJ, kind of just like, um, mm-hmm. what's his name? Chris. He has a thing for um, Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He likes both of them. And some of the like clue packages, it was like a basketball. And then I saw a $1 bill mm-hmm. and then $6, Mr. 106 and Park. Remember that whole thing? Oh, I would have made that connection though. You wouldn't have? Yeah, I mean, I was, I love Bow Wow, but like, I, I would have thought so- about that. I knew as soon as I saw the basketball that was like Mike mm-hmm. and I saw it was one dollar and then zero and then it said like and then it was like a five and a one mm-hmm. so it was like 106 like i just like oh, okay yeah. this is bow wow like and then him just rapping the whole time nobody really comes on that show and raps mm-hmm. so i just knew it was him but i was like take off that i couldn't wait for him to take off like the frog suit <laughs> yeah so that is i'm glad you brought he that won. up oh did he win mm-hmm. oh wow Killed um, it. i what i like about what I was going to say about that point is I feel like uh, Babel's kind of the same situation as Chris as far as, like, when people don't take him as serious because your antics get to overshadowing yeah. your music. And Chris even said that in his documentary. He was like, the negative parts of my career have overshadowed, like, all my accomplishments. And that's just what you signed up for when you don't make the best decisions. But... What I was thinking, because Mary J. Blige was in that documentary. Bow Wow definitely worse than, than him, though. And, uh, right. I'm saying, uh, yeah, Bow Wow, he just fell off a long time ago. But here's the thing. When you get oh, popping real young. Oh, yeah, Bow Wow. And you have all the access and all the money, all these different things. That's all good and dandy until some real shit happens. And I feel like the biggest celebrities that have made it to icon status. Like I said, Mary J. was in the documentary talking about Chris Brown. A lot of people, a lot of people especially this generation, my daughter didn't even know. Mary J. Blige had a substance abuse problem. Oh, yeah. Drunk on stage. She talked about it. Her mm-hmm. and uh, Casey, which was with Casey from uh, Casey and yep. JoJo, they boxing. Yep. They had a physical mm-hmm. abusive relationship for years. Yep. Her, her husband, she was left abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, she's married. And, and tried to was, steal from her. Ooh. And tried to steal. And had her paying for he his child support from, of, his, of his other kids. Mary been up, down, all over the place, she but has. most people don't know that. She's talked about it here and there, but like, unless you really dig and you're older than us, the new kids don't know that, because Mary has always had a team with her. She's always had the same people. Most people, they weather their storms, and they have somebody there to help guide them through it. Um, it's clear, and we all talked about this, Chris has never had anybody in his corner the whole time, since the beginning. His mom, his mom, no, yeah. and she even said, because she's off. You can look at her and tell she's off. And she even I'm not going to give her all that. I tried to be there. 
It'd be different for him, but he just felt like he had to be like they the, seem close. Oh, I'm sure they're close, but I'm saying she yeah. was not the Tamika Raymond oh, to Usher. You know what okay. I mean? She was not like there the whole time. She wasn't and Joe that's Jackson. That's a whole story time in itself. It is, um, but she Glad wasn't. She that. wasn't a Joe Jackson. <laughs> she wasn't just there the whole time with him. And she even said, "Well, I think he felt like he had to take care of me and be the man of the house, so he was trying to take care of everything." And it was like I don't think she was there with him for him like that. Not like she. He's just been sold this whole time. Yeah. Now you've lost the industry backing. So like people you paid to take care of you, they're gone. And so now it's just you and all your little, uh, you know, smoking buddies and all your homies that are trying to live off of you. You know what I mean? And it's just you're not surrounded by people that really care about you and really want to shield you from that. The biggest artists have had scandals, but they weather them when they have the right team around them. I feel like him and Bow Wow, it's like there's clearly nobody over there that has your best interest at heart being like, hey, girl, don't do that. Don't say this. A little to the left. Rihanna, Melissa. Ain't gone nowhere. Melissa has been by her side since she first started. Her best friend's has that assistant. Is, that is her best friend. And the, you, scandals will come out, but you have people there that can help you get through stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, not making excuses for anybody, but I'm just saying, like, we build these people up and then just tear them down. And All it's just like, and then we sit back and just make jokes about it and it just bothers me. Like, I just, I don't know. I've been on a real, like, fuck the world type thing this week. It's the industry. Like, every time I open up Twitter, it's just like, everybody has an opinion. It's just annoying, but... That's all I want to say about that. I just was, I just, y'all, just give people a little bit of grace because yeah. it can be you at any given moment. It's so much fun to sit and judge people until you've been through some stuff yourself. And I would um, let everybody know if you, if you are a Chris Brown fan, Welcome to My Life is really good. Um, <laughs> it's not a Chris Brown apologist documentary like people say it is. He just did everything. No, it's honest. a great documentary. It's really good. I Tells enjoyed you. it. And he's so artistic. And I mean, he's a, he's a real, real artist, a like true in artist. every way, good shape, everything. and form. He, but, he paints, he sings, he writes, he can act. I mean, he's a true artist. And that's one thing I want to say, too. I think true artists, most of them... They suffer. They A, they suffer, yes. And they don't do life very well. It's true. Think about, you know, years go by, the, the big celebrities, the you know, big icons, they die. And then there's all the stuff that comes out. The family's fighting over the will that wasn't done right. There's seven baby mamas or there's different kids or another kid pops up and you're heard of. All these different things. I feel like true artists, they're here for their place on this earth for their art. (laughs) And that's why they need a strong team around them because they don't really know what they're doing outside of that. And they don't function. They're not a Betty and Joe beer can. They're not a nine to five person mm-hmm. with 2.5 kids in a regular life. Hell, they don't that, know how to really do that. From that's like, two different mindsets. From centuries before. Think of people like Van Gogh. Like some artists who are just true artists. They're really eccentric. Tend to be tormented a little bit. Tormented souls. And it's crazy. Um, it's unfortunate. Because mm-hmm. we get the best art from them. Yeah. Like a Mary J. Like a Chris. Like like a Michael Jackson. You like We get such great art from them. And we appreciate it. But we don't. Take the time to understand the person, the psyche, mm-hmm. what they went through, because how art it got comes that way. From pain. Yeah, it's true. It's a there's a line in my favorite movie, The Five Heartbeats, uh, mm-hmm. and they're accepting their either gold or platinum album, you know, and they're at the podium, like you know, thank you, da da da. And at this time, the the writer for the group, Duck, he's accepting his award, and the line that he said was like, someone once told me that Donald J.T. Matthews would be um, a great writer one day when he suffers more. And at that time, he had just found out that his brother was having an affair with his wife. Mm. And he was like, and I just have two people to thank for that, my wife and my brother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they didn't even know that he knew. So they're like in the audience like, 
Yeah. I mean, but it's true. Like it is. suffering for whatever reason. We all know Mary J's best music happens after a breakup. Adele, uh, hello. You know, Adele. I mean, yes. even even ones that aren't just sad songs. Even the happy music. All creativity is more. Most creative artists yep. are troubled souls, yep. and that art is birthed out of that. Where y'all think y'all regardless. got lemonade from? All them bops. Right. This is what <laughs> it is. And we love to bop the people's pain. You know, yeah. like Usher says, "My life, your entertainment." We love to bop to that, but we don't even want to care past that point of like actually caring for the person. It's just like, just give us more. Give us mm-hmm. everything, every single bit of you, and be perfect on top of that. Don't right. make me mad. Don't be problematic. Only just, be like, mad in your music, not in real life. Yeah. You know? it, it doesn't work that way. You yeah. got to take the good and the bad with people, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying be a fan, but I did want to bring out one last point, and yeah. I want to keep it short because we're almost over time, but there was a good point in it where he was talking about how his stepdad was really abusive mm-hmm. and he used to like beat his, uh, he would beat his mom up so bad to the point and he was so scared of him um, to the point where he'd be in his room and he just, he'd be so scared to leave that he would pee on himself. Damn. Like he wouldn't go to the bathroom because he was so afraid Terrible. to go out there because he just was hearing his mom getting beat all night long. And so he was talking about how just like that evilness and that, that fear and it's like it was, it was always stuck with him. And he was like, I don't want to ever be like that. And then when the whole thing happened with Rihanna, he was like, I couldn't look at the mirror because all I could see was him. And oh. that really shook me because it's, deep, see, it's very deep. And then Mary made a point. Mary was like, sometimes when you spend your whole life running from something, that's what you become yep. because you haven't dealt with it. And that's our life lesson for Man, everybody. Because it doesn't have to be something extreme as abuse. But I think of just like, like for example, my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, I love her. If she's listening, hey, mom. Love you, mom. Um, but my mom, you know, has temper issues. <laughs> that's exactly where I get them from. We're the exact same person. We have a fuse <laughs> that's this short. Um, and But my mom, like, and just little things about that she does. That when I was a kid, I used to be like, oh, I'm never going to do that. Oh, like, is that a, I would never act like that. I can't believe, you know, all these different things. And the older I get, I'll catch myself doing something. I'm like. I'm turning into her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's stuff that you don't think is a big deal. It's like, I'm just not going to do that. And it's like, oh, wait. This is undealt with stuff from my past that I have not dealt with. And I was manifesting in other ways. You know, yeah. like the same way I can be mad about my mom treating me this kind of way. I might not be treating, you know, you that way. But I could be treating me that to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like it, it comes out some kind of way unless it's dealt with. And I think it's a spirit, really. If you want to get deep with it. It's really, it's energy. It's a spirit that you have I'm to with deal you. with and get rid of it. And I feel like that evilness that was in... He talked about his dad shooting himself in the face in front of him when he was a kid. Like, crazy stuff mm. that his mom clearly didn't say a word about. And it's just been there. You think, I'm out of this now. I'm rich. It's gone. That demon ain't gone nowhere. He, he even called it that. He said, I looked in the mirror. I felt like it was like a demon or something. I'm like, that's what it was. That word scares people. But spirits are real, y'all. Energy yeah. is real. And that stuff was probably never dealt and with. And you can't have one without been, the other. You can't. You can't have good you without, like, You can't pretend that bad. there's all these great energies and great spirits and not really believe that the same happens for the opposite. Mm -hmm. You can't have one without the other. There is no good without evil. You know, there wouldn't be a thing called good if there was no evil. We'd all just be good. We wouldn't call it good. It'd be normal. You know, so it it just is what it is. And Jamie Foxx even said, he was like, you know, when God gives you something, he's going to give you balance. So if he gives you success or money or affluence or that new job or whatever, he was like, something's going to come along or on the road that is going to be negative. And the whole point of life is finding that balance and how you deal with it, not just running from it. And the more you run, it's going to catch up to you eventually. And I feel like he caught up to him that day where we got in that car. Yeah. So I, I just took away like a life lesson from them. Like, wow, man, like there's just so many things that we go through that we just run from and don't deal with. But it's, until you deal with it, it's still there. 
It might be two years from now. It might be 20 years from now, but it's going to pop up and it's going to be ugly unless you confronted it. So I definitely loved how raw um, Chris was in his documentary. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's perfect. No. And, and unfortunately, it is what it is. Now, Chris is probably always going to be spo- outspoken. He's probably yeah. always going to say That's things that people, thing. people aren't going to love um, and have antics. But at the end of the day, we do need to give grace, you know, and understand that he's going through some things. Um, unless, you know, Chris does say some really, really, really horrible things that make us all be like, okay, we don't want him. Yeah. He hasn't really done that yet because Rihanna has forgiven him. I don't see why we can't at this point. So, yeah. Because it's more to. fun to not. It's more fun to, like, When I talk about Chris Brown, I never bring up domestic violence because I just feel like we've addressed this. Like, it's it's it's, it's old. It's tired. Yeah. Um, I just talk about his music and his antics. But the yeah. others, I'm not going to go there with, like, Listen, oh, there's a lot shame him for being a, a white, a woman beater. Like, yeah. please. That's all. There's a lot to be. This is not saying that now. we we you know are okay with domestic violence. We're just saying that it's been talked about. We've 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 been outraged and now we're moving on. Yeah, outrage doesn't <laughs> fix problems. You yeah. know, it fixes problems. Listening to people and finding out where they're coming from and figuring out how to stop it from happening again. Yeah, for sure. Um, canceling and outrage just leaves room for the next person to come on through mm-hmm. and be problematic. But Amen. On that note, we're gonna hang it up there. That was a good little twenty-eight minutes of overtime again. Oh my god! Triggered. I'm triggered. I'm trying to stick to this time, guys. But no, uh, we're gonna take another break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Thank you for joining us again. We are getting into our off-color topic this week. <laughs> I was like. This day, this episode, this, <laughs> this night, what word do I want to use? I, I said on week, so this week we're going to get into <laughs> on color, and I'm going to let Kane Cole take it away because this was actually your idea, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw my little two cents in here and there. So I'm trying to find, because I think I had screenshotted you something that like pissed me off and made me want to talk about it. I'm trying to find that screenshot. I'm like, where? But anyway, long story short, just to sum it up, something had... Um, I never, there was a, as you guys know, I, um, I'm bisexual by definition. <clears throat> oh, oh my God. I know it's shocking. Um, but I do tend to lean more toward women than men in, in my preference. But anyway, but I love my guys too. Love you guys. <laughs> anyway, so there was a girl that I've never personally dated her, but I met her, um, on a lesbian dating platform. And this was uh, a couple years ago. Um, but I never met her in person. So we just became like social media friends. Like, and we don't really talk, but I know that she has dated women. So anyway, um, after the whole, I feel like the whole BLM movement has caused a lot of different movements that have kind of like just spawned off of it where equality for all is the new, you know, the new mm-hmm. in-trend thing to do. Right. Um, don't know how long it'll last because it could just be a trend, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there was um, a new story that kind of was going around about possibly integrating LGBTQ history into the school curriculum in certain um, cities and states. So a lot of people were giving their two cents like, oh my God, why? You know? And I'm not... I'm not a proponent, like I'm not for or against it. I'm not necessarily sure that it's a necessary part of the curriculum because we haven't even given black history properly yet. <laughs> like, right. you know, so I'm not sure that we need to jump the gun onto that just yet. But again, I'm not against, I mean, you're not going to see me make a post where I'm like, <gasps> how dare you either? I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like indifferent. You know, I feel like 
it's not a bad thing, but it's also not necessary because we still need to fix the curriculum that we have now. Mm -hmm. If we can get the curriculum correct that we're giving our kids now, we can start adding, I don't give a shit, history of the cockroach, whatever. Mm. I don't give a damn. But it needs to, we need to fix what we already have. That's just my personal opinion. But anyway, this girl had shared the news story. She's like, oh my God, I'm so glad my kids aren't in school. Like, you know, just talking about how horrible it would be if her kids had to hear anything about the LGBTQ community in school. And I'm just like, hmm. And I do notice that she is in a relationship with a guy. And I, I and now that I was sitting back thinking about it, I'm like, I've never seen her admit on here that she dates women or that mm-hmm. she used to even. So I even like, after that, I went on her page and I'm like going through her picture. I'm like, nothing, nothing, nope. Oh, you on the down low. Mm-hmm. So that's our off-color topic is the down low for whatever reason, we tend to think about that when it comes to men. Um, but there's a lot. And in my life, I have met them. Per- I have friends who have had sex with other women, but you would never know it, mm-hmm. ever. Because they are too ashamed to admit it out loud or to tell anyone that or to say, okay, yeah, like I'm bisexual because they're, you know, afraid of what other people may think or their family may think or maybe they have kids, you know, whatever. But it does go both ways for both genders. Um, And I just kind of hate that the stigma is only kind of thrown to the men. Mm. Um, There's a lot of women out here who are secretly having sex with other married women. Mm -hmm. You know, other married women having sex with other women and not saying anything. Um, So, no, like the preconceived notion that you should look like this if you're gay. Just like a guy. You know, a, a girl can't be pretty, thin, gorgeous, and also gay. Like, what's the point in that? She Mm -hmm. should be with a man, you know? She needs to have, like, dreads and wear baggy clothes and be looking like a guy, you know? That's what we think, you know, all gay women look like Ellen DeGeneres, you know, where you don't wear a lot of makeup and you wear short hair and you Mm -hmm. wear suits, you know? That's just not a thing, you know? Lipstick lesbians are a thing. Huh? Lipstick lesbians are a thing. I mean, I don't like that term, (laughs) but (laughs) I just don't. But I just don't understand that mentality that for some stupid reason we think gay guys look like RuPaul Mm -hmm. and that gay girls look like young M.A. You know, it's just, it's not a thing, you know? People are people and you like what you like, you know? I am a very girly girl and nothing about me would say, oh, she must be a lesbian because you wouldn't know that unless I told you that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I don't know, that just triggered me because I'm like, I really want to get to the point at some point in my lifetime where people are okay with just being expressive about their sexuality and not mm-hmm. feeling confined or, you know, mm-hmm. like they have to keep it, keep this some um, secret, like it's dark and ugly or something when it's not. I mean, who gives a shit right. who you slept with? It's really kind of narcissistic for us to even think that everybody gives a shit because everybody doesn't. And whoever does give you shit, who cares? Like if they're not paying your bills, if they're not providing any service to your life, why do you care what Tom, Dick, and Sally think? I don't, I don't know. I guess because I live so out loud and don't mm-hmm. really give a shit. I don't understand why people have to feel like they have to live that way. Mm-hmm. How do you, what's your take on it? It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try not to make it a lot. I'm going to ignore my notes here because I don't want to get into all that. <coughs> I just want to say, I do want to get to the point of like homophobia and racism are, like, two extreme, like, uh, discriminatory things. But mm-hmm. I feel like 
homophobia has a bigger chance of being cured before racism is. I feel like oh, racism just is what it is. And I, I feel like it's just as natural. It's and never it, going away. It's never going away. And there is some, a natural bias that people have to people that look like them. So I get that. With sexuality, the older I get, the more ridiculous I feel like the whole construct of all of it is. And just based off my own experiences alone. And I do know how that feels. I'm not saying like the whole DL thing is silly or whatever because I know where that comes from. I'm saying just sexuality in general. If we didn't have these weird policing of people's bodies and like how we feel like people should be doing things, then this none of this would exist. I'm like, I don't even understand how we got here. Like, what is, you know, I, I, I mean, I understand how we got here, but it's just like in 2020, it blows my mind that it's like nothing has really changed as far as that goes. Um, and it's really sad. Um, I mean, when I was younger, I was definitely thinking, oh, I'm going to be, you know, that old man living somewhere in Seattle by himself, living my own life. Nobody's going to know about it because I can't tell anybody who I am. It's because that's the culture that we grow up in, especially black culture. Um, but when I was researching this thing, I did go down kind of a, a dark rabbit hole. Somehow I ended up on like slavery and like I read this article and it was like mm. the five worst things that were endured by um, slaves that, oh, we don't, that we don't talk about. That. Oh, girl, it was awful. But there was um, I read it and, it and the first thing that came up there was butt breaking. Yes, I know. And I've seen the device. Right. And it's so, the creepiest we don't want to get too deep Please into don't. that. Let's not. Because I was real shook by the mm. whole thing. But y'all just go look up the term. But it's awful. America. But I feel like. Ugh, I know. I've seen it. That was like. I feel like with the black community. I feel like. And. Oh, another thing came up. And this mm. is something that blew my freaking mind. Ugh. Now, this is going to be a little gross, y'all. But it's Do the reality of what it is. I did not know that they had. Mm breeding farms oh you didn't know that when they shut down slavery mm-hmm. and they stopped all the routes so i mean i knew i knew they had breeding farms but i didn't know the extent of it when i was yeah. reading it they had breeding farms and um a lot of there's like hundreds of male slaves died from sexual exhaustion mm-hmm. i didn't even know that was the thing mm-hmm. you can literally I've die read, from too much mm-hmm. sex yeah because you know yeah your body's putting out everything you're losing electrolytes you're dying yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. And they were saying they they would line these men up and just make and just line up women and make them sleep with any of whoever was in the lineup. So it could be their just mom, their sister, their yep. cousin, grandma. Yep. And that's where the term motherfucker comes from. Yep. I can see that. I never knew that motherfucker came from that. Like now every time I say it, I'm just like, I can never say that again. Everything is awful here. Everything comes from something disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I love motherfuckers. One of my favorite curse words. It's like nobody, gross. nobody tells Sam Jackson where it came from. Right. He's roll over. Like, is, is Sam Jackson the one book breaking? Like, oh, God, just, he's gonna lose it. Girl, child, not making light of it, but, but you know, no, we make that was jokes wrong. Everything. Oh my God, but yeah, wrong. but no, I didn't know where the turn came from. So really sick stuff. Yeah. The whole point of it is, we just suffered so many sexual atrocities. <laughs> Um, on top of all the other ones that we did, on top of that, I mean, and just outside of just the the breaking and the um, the motherfucker stuff, having to sleep with, you know, the husband uh, pulling the, the slave owner in, I mean, putting the slave in and making make him sleep with his wife. You know what I mean? That's the whole cut cold thing. That's a thing that people do nowadays, and it's like it all stemmed from them. Just black bodies being exploited, and I feel like that's what we're real, real touchy and taboo about. Sex in general in the black community, on top of that, 
homosexuality. So mm. reading all that stuff is like, okay, I can kind of see where our trauma comes from with this. But again, that was also 200 years ago. And at some point, we have to take responsibility for our own ignorance. It's true. And everybody has their attraction. Regardless of what it is, that's your attraction. It's yep. your business. And it just blows my mind how, like, I feel like the DL thing just comes from within. Like, it's it's just judgment. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. Like, because think about it. Like, women get on the gay men and, and DL men all the time. A man is mm-hmm. halfway feminine or rumored to have done something. Right. It's just like, oh, you want the DL. You mm-hmm. da, da, da. But I've admitted to you on this podcast, I've had several trysts with women Many a vagina in my mouth, yep. <laughs> many a finger up, many a hole. Great times. Many a boob, many of that. Stop calling think... our business on here, Don. <laughs> right. We know how you get down. <laughs> Can't let her grab her ankles, y'all. Woo! <laughs> but it's a um, thing. I'm just saying, right. like, do you think anybody <laughs> listening to the podcast is just like, you know, I think Don might be straight, y'all. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Right. People are like, single, it's like, ooh, girl. It's you know, I heard so this with a woman. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, what's the difference then? Yeah. Right, right. You know? And so with women, it's even more weird because I'm like, y'all actually, for the most part, get the freedom to explore your sexuality way more than men. But see, do. that, and that's a misconception. I think that the media makes it look like it's sexy for women to be into women because yeah. because that's a thing. It's not a misconception, though. It's a People misconception that. that women feel that is the misconception. The media does glorify. The media makes it look sexy. And men. The average <laughs> woman doesn't feel that. It's mm-hmm. two different things. Yes, the media glorifies it. Yes, the media makes it look sexy. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the average woman who identifies as heterosexual mm-hmm. feels okay saying and that's what i mean is the misconception that's fair people look at it because it took me a long time Mm -hmm. even though yeah it looked sexy and it was cute i was not okay with saying i like because i felt my mother was a christian my mother you know you feel these societal pressures of not being that and i was having sex with girls when i was like 10 yeah no lie yeah but i was terrified to admit that oh yeah so like i said i just think it's it's a misconception that people think that women are easier to admit. Like, we don't mm-hmm. go through the same torment that a guy will go through mm-hmm. having to admit that out loud. We right. do. I do. I get that. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. I think what I what I was I meant to say, I don't, I get that they don't all think that. Mm-hmm. I think that's just me as a man. I'm exactly. Of what I I'm it. saying because I. Because you're a guy. And I have, I know you guys. That will see a guy, a gay guy walk in and call him a fucking faggot and go beat yeah. him up, mm-hmm. and then see two girls kissing and be like, "Oh yeah, man," you know what I mean? I mean the same thing but with I mean, women too. Even, but I've had straight guys say things to me that are derogatory. Mm-hmm. You know, like really? So you you just you just like pussy? Like that's that's just oh that's out there. And too. I've had girls who I grew up with that were friends of mine be like, uh, "Kayla, don't be trying me," mm-hmm. you know, and it's like that pisses me off. You know. But what I mean is, like, we get it, too. Like, we're not mm-hmm. out here, like, glorified and feeling emboldened and great about our sexuality. Mm-hmm. We get shit, too. The media makes it sexy because women are pretty. That's all that is. Well, the media but, does, but I feel yeah. like people, society, do that, too. I'm not saying Even that people do but the but... woman doesn't feel it. Right, that's We don't feel it on the inside. Right. It's out there on the outside. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, we go through the same bullshit. We hear people say we're going to hell. We hear people condemn us. We hear people call us dykes and all this bullshit. 
you don't like it you know it hurts just the same and i think in the lgbt community if we all kind of realize that we're all like fighting the same fight Mm -hmm. we would be more unified but oftentimes um it's looked at like men just have it harder and that's just a societal concept it's not how we feel on Mm -hmm. the inside on the inside we still have to go i still have to if I'm with my girlfriend and I go to a convenience store or a mall, I have to think, do I want to hold her hand? Mm-hmm. Because what is some, like, I, those thoughts go through your head and you shouldn't feel like that. You know, mm-hmm. you feel odd or like, are people going to stare at us or are men going to make like gross remarks like mm-hmm. about us being gay or like, can I watch? Like they mm-hmm. say stupid shit and you're just like, oh, I remember I saw this one lesbian couple and they were gorgeous and they were crying on camera and telling their story that they were catching a subway and they're holding and they were almost raped like this guy was like following them mm-hmm. because he just thought that was like hot and they were like scared to hold hands in public after that anyway they just never held hands anymore mm-hmm. and i'm like people don't realize that you still go through torment like you're still, oh yeah i'm not saying that there's yeah. no yeah but i just so mean like no on, the, on the girl i'm not side, making a blanket statement like that yeah on, no not just you but i mean in general i think it's a thought that girls just have it easier and i think that's just something that we see in the media we see by other people who think it's hot but the average woman who is a lesbian doesn't feel that doesn't feel like Woo, I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it because we know that's not true because mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to live it. Um, but it's just like I said, if, if we would all just understand each other that we're all going through this together, trying to just make this world feel like everything shouldn't be such a secret. It shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to feel like that. And that's why straight men, quote, quote, have a hard time coming out. That's mm-hmm. why straight women, quote, quote, have a hard time acknowledging Yes, I, I like women too, or, you know, whatever. Some women you see straddle the fence. I mean, I'm in certain groups on Facebook, and it just, like, annoys my life. Because, you know, they'll say things like, I'll let a girl eat the box, you oh, know, yeah, that's, yeah. but that's it. That's some straight girls. And, that... and I hate that because it's like, you gay, but it's you, a, you're, you guys don't, do you don't want to say it. You're you only don't... a faggot if you take it up yet. That's, right. that's, that's it's a guy's ridiculous. Thing to say. You're gay. Like, I get that. But you... Not even that. I don't even want people saying that anymore. Right. I want to get past the point where we have to label every goddamn thing. This is what I'm so frustrated about. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the people that are, are DL or questioning a cure, whatever, people, whatever I don't even like the DL term anymore because I feel like it's it has old. a negative connotation to it, it and does. it's very old school. I feel like it's okay and to it be makes you in a, only in a, think of guys, right? And and something negative and bad, like some scary young man out trying to trick you. And it's just like, no, people are just trying to figure themselves out, um, and they can't because of you. <laughs> but I feel like it's it's society putting that pressure on, and then I think gay people put just as much pressure on that too because we are people just they're not healed, right? So we want to put our own insecurities on other people. Mm-hmm. So when you see, I'm. The point of this is, I saw, there's a guy, it's a big Twitter thing going on right now with the gays. There's a guy that is popular on OnlyFans, he's straight. He just did it, right, it's popular right now, a lot of uh, straight guy, um, OnlyFans people and Twitter people and stuff, they're collabing with gay, you know what I mean? Because people are realizing, that's where your fan base is. The gays, these girls aren't spending money for this, the guys are the ones, you know what yep. I mean? So they're doing things for that, and I think nothing is wrong with that. No, like, do you, get your bag, boo. Get your bag. You ain't like, hurting nobody. You're not hurting yeah. anybody. <laughs> But everybody on Twitter wants to just go in, just like you're just playing the gays and taking their money. If you're gay, if you're gay just say you're gay. Why are you gonna say you're straight but doing a gay video? It's like you know why that is because you aren't comfortable with your sexuality. Now that everybody's gay, now the whole world is gay. Listen, I have had full-on relations with people of the same sex that are not gay. They're not. 
the same way I told you, I can go eat a vagina tomorrow. It doesn't make me, you know, a woman chaser all of a sudden. Like, people like what they like for, and they're not allowed to express that or go along with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people are giving the room to just experiment what they like. And those words, gay and bisexual and da-da-da-da, it's like, those are triggering words. It's like DL, it's all stuff that people don't want to be a part of those communities anymore. You don't want to be labeled that. I don't even like... I, I, I say it jokingly, but I'm not out here repping the LGBT, LMNOP um, community like that. Like, I don't want to be labeled as anything. I am me, and I do what the fuck I want to do whenever I want to do yeah. it. And I just feel like if we ever get past the labels point, then we can get past the DL thing. But it's like, yeah. get the gays on one end being like, yeah, gay, come out, say something, no, 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 no. It's like, just because you over here insecure and not securing yourself doesn't mean everybody got to be gay now. Like, now, that is very I don't believe true in that. Everybody doesn't I've have to always, and it's funny that you and I, um, I mean, I guess, I don't even know, you and I being who we are, mm-hmm. um, have that same kind of mentality. Like when I, um, I used to feel like I was not a fan of gay marriage. I used to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with my ideals growing up. Yeah. And I used to be like, yeah, like, I, people we hear. like I like girls, but I don't think I would marry one. I really don't think that you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be I really... said that dumb shit too. Right. But that's how I used to feel. And, um, but did you feel that way or were you regurgitating what you yeah, always both, heard? You both. Know what I, mean? I think I thought I felt that way because it was drilled into my head. Right. You can be made to believe certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. And it wasn't until now in my life where I'm like, who gives? Like, who yeah. cares? Like, But yeah, for the longest, I was like that person where I was like, yeah, I like girls, but I, I would never marry one because I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's what marriage is. Marriage is sacred and marriage is between a man and a woman. And that was what I thought. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I... I'm not mad at anyone who thinks that way to each his own. Um, but for me, for now, I could care less who you marry. I don't yeah. give a shit if you get married to your dog. I mean, that's your business. Mm-hmm. I um, I just feel like we give so much attention and so much energy to shit that just doesn't matter. Like, it, it doesn't does not matter, matter that you like a girl. It doesn't matter. Even if you're, like, sexually fluid, like, you're just kind of like, whatever, I go with the flow. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. Like, you shouldn't have to feel like you need to pose. I'll only let a girl do this, but I will never do it. Like, that makes you better some kind of way. It doesn't make... Just say that you like a little bit of everything, yeah. and that's just your thing. It's just really offensive to me um, and all of that. Like, again, you don't have to like something, but you don't have to bash anything. Right, because now you're you... making women seem like they're disposable, and you're a girl. Right. You know, you're saying... I'll let a girl do this, but she's not worthy of me committing because to her. Because she's less. Yes, because, ew, I would only do that with a guy. That just sounds really disgusting. Marriage is sacred between a man and a woman. I know, I support your lifestyle, but it should be with so, so I'm less than you then. Yeah. I don't deserve to get married. Right. I chose this life to be over here. I'm less than you. I'm not less than anybody, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not living my life like that anymore. That's what led me to the point that I'm at now. But it is easy for me to sit here now and... Bark it out and proclaim it to the world, but it took years and years and years of me having to unlearn so many, so much bullshit in my head. Yeah, I was, right. I was, I was, listen, I was fucking since I was a kid, a child. Since been fucking since been fucking. Since I was a child. But <laughs> I mean, I think the only reason I didn't even, I didn't have a coming out story. The reason I came out is because I was forced out. Like, my, I told everybody my closet light was cut on. Like, I had a leak photo scandal. Mm, not gonna not go too. Scandal. It was a scandal. <laughs> not gonna go too deep into my coming out story, but just know it was a mess and basically got put on blast. And literally, it was just like oh, one day I'm here, no. the next day the entire family knows everything, the whole town knows everything. Shit. The pastor's holding me out to church, talking to me about stuff, and 
at that point. That's terrible. Oh, it was awful. But it was perfect because I had, I had planned my whole life on never telling y'all niggas anything because why would I? You know, I see how awful everybody is in this family, how judgmental everybody is. So I'm not saying anything. And then I'm going to live my life. But when this whole thing happened, I was out of the house. Thank God. Um, this is my sex, drug, and rock and roll days. So I was partying. I had my own job. I was in college. I was in my, living my best life, playing in a band, running around. So I was kind of at the point where I was like, oh, I don't really care because I wasn't living at home. I was in a whole different city by myself. So I didn't have to see anybody. So like by the time I had to actually face my family, <laughs> the, it, it was just kind of blown. I, we never, ever talked about it. It's never been a thing like, so how do you feel? Like it doesn't even come up. with nothing that's very annoying because it's like my life. Again, it's less. You don't ask me how I'm doing, who, who am I dating, well, how my, it was going, because, ill. that's a gay life, you know what I mean? And so that's what I'm saying with that whole thing, it's just like, it took me a long time to get over that, and now I'm here, and I'm just like, who cares? Like, do what you want, fuck you want to do, but if I hadn't been exposed like that, I would be sitting up here too, being saying the same old stuff, coming at that boy on Twitter, being like, just say you gay, you gay, just say you gay, no bitch, you gay, wow. I ain't gay, you gay, mind your business. And now, this, now the guy don't deleted his Twitter and his Instagram, oh, and it's, he got ran Jesus. off because everybody's just going in. They're so shocked that he did this video with this guy because, oh my gosh, you said you were straight. Ooh, look at you in this video. It's like, that's so tired to me and it so is. lame and really, really whack. It but is. get a life and mind your own business. Amen. And that's all I got to say about that. This is a really aggressive episode, guys, but <laughs> I'm just so tired of 2020 that I'm just tired. So. Y'all gonna have to give Don some grace. He's having some issues that we're not gonna talk about. Don't this give episode, me no grace. But he love y'all. Don't give me no grace. <laughs> I mean every word. He love y'all. I hope it cuts. <laughs> but anyways, we're gonna take another break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Bye. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to speak about one of my favorite things, Apple Podcasts. Apple puts thousands of free podcasts at your fingertips. You can easily find and enjoy your next favorite on your iPhone, iPad, computer, or Apple TV. From automotive to news, fitness to pop culture, there's a podcast for everyone. I personally subscribe to 10 different podcasts so far, and I love the variety. That's right, guys. Apple Podcasts has so much to offer with their streaming app. You can enjoy podcasts by downloading them directly to your streaming device and listen to them anytime, anywhere. You can also create personalized stations from your favorite podcast on iTunes and the podcast app. And since iCloud stores your personalized stations, you'll always be up to date on all your devices. So don't just take our word for it. Download the Apple Podcast app in the App Store and start the search for your second favorite podcast today. And let them know who sent you. Now let's get back to the show. All right, guys, this is time for the Minority Report. As you know, this is when we give little known um, history facts about black and brown people. So for this this one, I stumbled upon something um, that really kind of caught my interest. And of course, it was in the middle of like this heated debate on Twitter, which I tend to get into because they do something for me. (laughs) So I'm one of those people that will like argue you down until you know that I'm right. And I don't care if you don't admit it, but you stop talking because you know that I'm right. Like That's you, what we different. You have no rebut because you know I'm right. <laughs> I, re, I rebut to it and then I immediately block them afterwards right? so, so that, that I get I the last word. Yeah. I got the last word. Everybody saw what I said. <laughs> I'll never see you again. So anyway, there was this guy, a white guy, and he was saying um, some someone had posted something about um, black people, you know, 
creating the the wealth that's in America, which we did, you know, Mm -hmm. by creating the railroads, by creating um, mass business, you know, to help America generate the wealth. So, um, and and a lot of modern inventions wouldn't be possible without the work of black scientists. I mean, that's just real talk. Only now are these hidden figures even coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones we know about is like the, the you know, George Washington Carvers yeah. and the Madam C.J. Walkers. Mm-hmm. But there is hundreds, mm-hmm. dare I say thousands, of black people who have put in so much work and invented things that we don't know anything about. So <clears throat> for this particular one, I wanted to highlight Henry T. Sampson. He's credited for putting the technology together mm-hmm. to form the first, first cell phone. phone. Yeah, the, I reason, know him. the reason that I came across him was the guy was like, oh, but y'all want all our technology. And I was like, well, you know that shiny thing that's in your hand? You can put that down now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, and I, I copied and pasted, like, a link to the Henry T. Sampson um, story. Now, in 1973, um, Marty Cooper actually did make the first physical cell phone. So I'm not going to say that he made the cell phone but what he did was he created the patented technology so he was awarded a patent for gamma electric cells a device that produces a high voltage from radiation sources to gamma radiation that now can be used to power something so it's like using radiation now to power something Mm -hmm. the same technology that we now use for wi-fi for internet everything Mm -hmm. so yes if it weren't for his patented invention we would not have that shiny little thing in your hand. Exactly. So you have to know what the fuck you're talking about mm-hmm. before saying black people were like living off y'all and yours inventions and you know. If you don't like it here, right. go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, chances are everything in your home at some point, the refrigerator, I mean, anything you can think of. I remember the linoleum, lino- the dumb, floor, dumb stuff, my nigga. Like, the, the stoplight, the, the, the traffic, traffic light, light. <laughs> peanut butter. Like, tell me when you want me to stop. Right, it, it, and it's insane. And so we could go on and on. And so I just wanted to give um, Henry T. Sampson a shout out for creating all of this wonderful um, technology that we are using right now to make okay. this podcast. So shout out, do your do your homework, check him out, Henry T. Sampson, a moment in Black history. So that's our Minority Report. Thanks, Henry. That was a good Minority <laughs> Report. That was really good. And you guys, let us know how you're liking these. Um, drop in the comments. Mm-hmm. I saw you guys ran up our last one really good like we yep. did last week. Um, yeah, let us know how you're liking these. We think it's just really important just to kind yeah. of just highlight these stories. It is. Who knew? A you lot know? of the stuff we'll never learn in school. Yeah. So if this helped you to learn anything new about somebody, then we did our job. Exactly. So mm-hmm. one last break and we'll be right back, guys. This episode is brought to you thanks in part to our friends over at Studio SMV. Studio SMV is not only your complete video and photography rental studio facility, but also offers great photo and video service for all your needs, including social media, business, and personal. Studio SMV is also a network membership studio club that allows media creators, photographers, producers, and directors a chance to become a member and get discounts on studio rentals, classes, gear, talent, and services. So if you're just starting out in the industry or are a professional looking for a studio to rent and call home, Studio SMV is the place for you. Yep, so head on over to studiosmv.com for more information and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Studio SMV. Now back to the show. All right, guys, we're back yet again. Um, It's time for Off the Dome. 
This is where we just ask random questions <laughs> that the other one has no, never sees coming. Talk about get to know your co-host. Right. I'm <laughs> sure Kayla's going to ask me something about my sex life. Really? So I was trying to be fine. wholesome this time. Like I am every week. Really? You weren't always think, wholesome. Think, think, think. All right, now I got to think of another question. <laughs> see, see. But it wasn't your sex life. It wasn't a personal mm. question. It's not, it's not a personal question. See how she do? I was going to ask you, what was your... Like in life, what was your favorite or your like most? What's the most outrageous fantasy you think you've ever had that you feel like would never come true, but it's a fantasy that you still would have like probably till the day you die? Like what's like what's a sexual fantasy that you could just see yourself doing, but you know it's not realistic? <laughs> Ooh, um, a sexual fantasy that I don't think is realistic that I really want to happen. Right, only be, in your dreams. Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna choose my words wisely. Right. Let me think of a, a safe one to say. A safe word. Um <laughs> I don't know. I feel like just any of my like celebrity yeah, run ins. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm I don't have any one particular, but okay. I feel like sexually I'm a very like I'm kinda like a woman in a way. Like I'm <laughs> more I have everything <laughs> on me is like a storyline. Like it's very hard for me to just like it's a movie. Have sex with somebody. You know what I mean? If I'm doing that. There's a in my brain. There's a whole storyline. This person probably has a different name. I'm picturing somebody else. You know what I mean? It's a whole while it's going on. Oh yeah, most of the time. Even Damn, if I'm like, even if I, not not like I'm picturing somebody else, but I'm saying like everything has to have some kind of story to me. Even like my porn. If I'm watching porn, like I'm like I don't like just watching I'm random amateur porn. I'm I like, like it to have a story. Give me a story. People line. think I'm weird. They're like. That I hate. I'm like, or, I love it when it has a good right. storyline. Give me a good storyline. <laughs> or a story or a, something that's ambiguous enough that I can create a storyline. And line. I don't like the ones that are like, oh, like stepmom seduces stepkid. Like some I don't like that Corey yeah, st- shit. Yeah, yeah. I like the ones Nurses where it's like and- girl is taking girl out for their very first date and they're both straight and they're like seeing what it's like to like right. <laughs> I'm like Ooh, yeah. what did y'all do this before? This never this is the first time. Okay, yeah. how's it gonna work? <laughs> yeah. See, I'm really into Intrigue that. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really into that. I like, I like, like, um. People think I'm weird as shit. I'm no, that's like, not weird at all. Like, I'm like, I don't know. It just, it makes me want to watch it. Yeah. That's if it's not just weird like a gangbang, I'm turning the channel. I'm like, like, I could see that anytime. Give me cinema. Give me cinema because I'm going to take that storyline and create something crazy in my brain. So by the time I wrap this thing up, um, yeah, I've been all over the place. So. Especially a group sex thing with a good storyline. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's really gross, but yeah, I don't want to say this is never going to happen because I am just on the brink of stardom, ladies and gentlemen, so maybe my, you know, maybe my five celebrity, you know, pass around, choo-choo-choo, maybe that's going to happen one of these days, I don't know, maybe it's going to happen. So what's your fantasy? Choo-choo! Oh, oh, a celebrity train. Oh, wow. Who's the celebrities? Not saying. Mm. Choo-choo. Ah. <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story. <laughs> I got to tell you the funniest story. I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, this guy, I was, uh, I was working as a bartender, and he was a server at this, at Meetups. <laughs> he goes. Oh, God, Meetups. <laughs> we were talking about this, and he goes. I'm not uh, a fan of that nickname, Meetups. Like, <laughs> that's the Midwest thing. It's so I never heard of it until I moved up there. Now I can't unsay it. Oh, God. Yeah, we called it Buffalo back home. No, they say it sometimes. I'm like, I hate that. I hated it at first. I always know it as Buffalo. We just call it just Buffalo in Texas. Right. Like, oh, we're going to Buffalo tonight. Yeah. That's Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. But then when I moved up there, everybody was saying beat ups. And I had no idea what they're talking about. And I was just like, oh, Buffalo. And they were like, beat ups. What are you talking about? And I'm like, 
so from working there for so long, I worked there for like seven years. It was just like, okay, now it's beat ups now. It's a thing. Um, and Buffalo's too long to say. This, and we were talking about trains or whatever, and uh, they At were just chairman, of course, as, as one does. Mm-hmm. And they were giving me his, you know, guy talk. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely like a goal of mine for sure. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, yeah, train, come on, train. And I was just joking or whatever, saying it. And he was like, how does it work for you guys? And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, like a train situation. Like, how does it work on that spectrum? I was like, well, I'll be the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> But he'll send me random train emojis on uh, Facebook. And just like, it's like a running joke with us. He was like, I cannot believe you said that. And it was so funny. It just oh came out. God. I was like, he was like, how does that work with like, you know, on your side? And I was like, I do the tracks. And I said it so natural and everybody just died. Like, it was so funny. Because you thought of it so literally. Yeah. And then when I said that, I was like, ooh, that does sound just really gross. Ran over. Right. <laughs> Listen, just play. Pass the round. Oh, child. You got your ticket. Hot potato. You, you, got, your, you got your bus. Is the bus still running? <laughs> <laughs> but that's mine. So, yeah. Refer to our episode, Top or Bottom. <laughs> right. It always goes there. So, I had a really wholesome list of things you I was going to You said that story. You. That was, I was well, because that was just too funny to pass up. That's a funny story. <laughs> I, I was very proud of that witty comeback. I was saying it could have um, been anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me. Okay, so I have one for you. Okay. It's gonna be. Oh, these are really good questions that mm-hmm. I want to save for the next one. So let me pick. Like. Mm, I gotta get some good questions for you. Good. I'll let you see these too. You wanna? No, no, no. I, I wanna be like. Wanna be a surprise. Fresh. I got you. I got you. Okay. Um. That's gonna be too deep. And we ain't got that much time. And you know I talk a lot, I guess. Right. I'm like, I can't stand it. Like, Let me find one that's get us answer the yes or no. <laughs> I'm gonna be short. I'm gonna be short. Give it to me. Um, okay, this is easy. Alright. Desert Island album. What does that mean? You're on a desert island, you have one album to take oh, with you. Oh shit. One. The first one that came to your head is the one. Don't even think about it. Too I much. don't know what nothing like, a bunch of them literally just flooded in. What do you okay, miss? wait, hold on, let me think. You get dropped off in Fiji tomorrow, and and you're just stuck there. All the humans and life forms have been Damn eradicated. It. You're the only life. I need, form I'm trying to think of something island. that encompasses a lot of things and not just like one mood, because I'm gonna need something to keep me entertained. Uh, this is a very easy question for me. We know, uh, <laughs> sadly, but yeah, and and that's not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Comes out I, of bases. I, I would pick Butterfly. I would pick that. That's what it is. Yeah, I would pick. I knew that's what it was. <laughs> that, that was one of the ones in my head. Yeah. Um, I would pick that, but I think I would go more. Um, more. Hmm. That's so hard. I know it's easy for you, uh, but it's a little hard. I don't stand one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like a lot of things. And it's hard to pick just one. 
this might help. Because my number two was... The only reason it wasn't um, number one is because I feel like it could be a little bit too deep. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Well, of course, that was one of the, the things in my head. It's definitely a top The only reason, going, the, the the only reason I to. wouldn't pick it is because it doesn't give me a whole lot of different. Mm-hmm. Miseducation of Lauren Hill is deep. And That's it's why. Good. It's like, I, I don't want to be whole in life. that mood the whole time. <laughs> exactly. That's why Butterfly is good. It gives mm-hmm. you those sad love songs, but it also gives you a little. It's upbeat. Mm-hmm. It's inspirational. So I would pick either that album, or if I had to choose, I would pick Beyonce's first album, Solo. Mm-hmm. Beyonce was next on my list. Um. And maybe that's about it. Because I wouldn't pick a rap album. I'm not trying to be turned up. I need something I can mm-hmm. vibe to yeah. and relax. I'm on a fucking island and I'm by myself. And Dangerously in Love gives you a little bit of everything. Dangerously in Love gives you everything. You mm-hmm. got the club songs. You got the Dangerously in Love songs. You got the ballads. Um, so, yeah, I could do Butterfly, Dangerously in Love, one, either one. Four was on my list as well. Who? Four. What's that? Uh, Beyonce's Four. Yeah. Oh. Love oh, on Top. Yeah. Um, wasn't one of my favorite albums. That's one of my favorites of hers. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I'll go with either one. I just close my eyes and grab one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like asking people that because it's really interesting. People always panic. I knew you, you were going to say like, Butterfly. Which one? Oh, that's a literally Butterfly's iconic and it's amazing. Yeah. And that's why I was like, ugh. If I have to pick out of all those albums, I can't. So I'm just going to be like, Butterfly is just go to. What I think about is like, the music I listen to, like, most of the time, like, when I'm, like, doing, like, background stuff. Like, I'm cleaning or whatever. Because I could see myself up. wasting my time on the island trying to perfect my voice to sound just like either one of them. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> by the time we found you, you'd be singing I'd circles. I'd be perfect. <laughs> I've had professional I use a little bit of time. <laughs> I'm going to lie. One album I was actually thinking about was Tony Braxton's album. The first one? That's like that's good. I was thinking about that. You got another side love song. You got breathe again. Like, yes. You know what you do. Oh, you know another one that could be good. Another one I don't get tired of, and this might be really obscure, but this from the nineties hit my head. Um, Crazy Sexy Cool is a bomb album. We I is a no skip. When I was little, me, my sister, my cousins, and like mm-hmm. our older cousins, we used to have talent shows. Oh, <laughs> like, so right? we all did. Right. Everybody did. And <laughs> I would never be a singer because mm-hmm. I can never sing. <laughs> I'd be a judge. <laughs> and so, you know, you got the broom going. Oh, yeah. What song you got? So they played on the CD player. And it will always be Tony Braxton's album, some song <laughs> off there, or some song off Crazy Sexy Cool, because those were yeah. the albums at the moment. Yeah. And that was all we would pick from. And we yeah. would, and, or we would all be TLs like, uh-uh, I'm going to be last eye. Right. You're going to be chilly. You're going to be <laughs> I was always chilly, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, I was the most sickening one. What do you mean? I can't breathe with Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely chilly. Um, yeah, crazy, sexy, cool. I could, I could eat on that for quite some time, many of my days. Yeah, eat, eat, yeah. I mean, honestly, literally, put them in a pile. I'm gonna close my, just yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be satisfied. Yeah. So many things. <laughs> I got this one. It, it is what it is. Let's roll. Now I'm not gonna lie. Writing on the wall is the bomb too. It is. It is. Yeah, I'm not gonna sleep it on is. it. Oh Destiny Child did that. That album reminds me of those same talent show days. I used to. My siblings will crack up listening to this i saw a tweet about the song to... on that track you remember the song nasty girl you nasty mm-hmm. it's, it's like, like judgment about, about. judgment about. Like, it's so true. it is <laughs> it was like it's, you judging the fuck out of these girls girl Jeffy, already okay put some clothes on nasty I'm like y'all rude 
<laughs> I love that song though. It's a good thing. It was a bomb. When you think about it, yes, they was wrong. But yeah. it's like Just like we talked about Shantae's got a man, how she was reading her friends reading talking about something. I'm sorry we got a man girl, but I got one. Like <laughs> sorry, sis. And they ain't do nothing to you. But don't you know how beautiful you are on the inside though? <laughs> But I got a man at home. Don't let no man take your pride. You cute on the inside, sis. On the inside. Yeah. That song is very shady and very awful. (laughs) Shantae ain't shit for that. Oh, God. But outro. Let's wrap it up and get out of here. Anything you want to promote? Anything you got coming up? No, not necessarily. I think I'm going to... I think you and I got a collaboration coming up on Monday that you guys can check our page for. We'll probably oh, post some yeah. BTS. That'll be cute. I know y'all love our collaborations. It'll be a cute shoots. moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to look cute that day. I'm, I'm going to try not to look busted. <laughs> oh, you know what? We should have... I'll sit off camera. Okay. <laughs> on camera. <laughs> the after show. <laughs> yes. We're putting it out into the universe. Right. This is going to be a televised show. Eventually. Eventually. Anyways, but yeah, that's all. I think we have that Monday and then the mm-hmm. other collab that I told you about a, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you set a date? That actually got some wheels today. So it's, it's kind of a big I'm shoot. That I'm, that trying to, I'm trying to make it a big thing. And so I want it, it's like a lot of moving parts. So I'm trying right. to get everybody's dates and cool. who can do what, when. And everybody's saying yes to it, but it's all like, Don's putting it together. You know what I mean? Well, it's your and, thing. Well, it wasn't really my thing. It was like a, an idea that somebody else had. And oh, like, I thought it was all yours. And naturally, we need I to get just, up off here. I just bum rush. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll take care of it. You're gonna model. You're gonna do hair. You're gonna. So my natural role was like to put it together and then to complain and be like, why am I doing everything? And it's and like, that, but then if you weren't, you'd be pissed too. Oh, because you're a control freak like me. Right. So if I wasn't, I'm like, I'm not showing up because I wasn't. I told about this part beforehand. So hello. Speaking of, there's something else I want to talk to you about. But anyway, we're going to get off camera. On camera or off camera? (laughs) Right. Can y'all see us? Okay. (laughs) Off camera. Off camera. (laughs) That'll be another segment. Off camera. Right. We should call it that. (laughs) We should start a Patreon account Mm -hmm. and call it off camera. And there'll be extra bonus stuff of all the hijinks that seem to be telling y'all too much. Y'all look out for (laughs) Y'all look out for off camera. I got a whole segment that I just came up with. Ooh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Bye, we're y'all. Good. Stay tuned. Right. Off camera. Right. Right. Be kind to each other in my Ellen voice. Yikes. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen, that was Kay Nicole. That was not me. We love you, Ellen girl, but get it together, sis. Get it together. <laughs> Bye. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> All I see is black and white. Black and white. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. podcast is brought to you by anchor produced by don b and k nicole our original music is by sean michael and our original artwork is by erratic ink art